Thanks so much for downloading the podcast. If you would like to support the pod financially, we're on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash haveawordpod. If you sign up, you can get potential discounts on merch, future live shows post-Rona. But the big one is you'll get the Wednesday full episode, which is exclusive on Patreon. So Monday, that's for everybody. Friday, that's for every motherfucker as well. But Wednesday is just for Patreon. Sign up at patreon.com slash haveawordpod. Appreciate you. Now, I'm getting the word... Nuts. Oh, Jesus. Don't be muscled again. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? Who the fuck is that guy? Have you never seen me before? Don't chat to me. I can see fumes coming off your pom-pom look like petrol station. Disgusting. They go by Alan and Dave, Aaron and Dean, Grandad and the Yeti, or even Chanel and Denise. But what's for sure is they are the funniest leads in the podcast game. Don't be a Tory. Down your tabo shandy and tell a friend. This is Hava Wad. Fucking government are cunts. Did you know I just... Yeah. Were you just... Oh, right, okay. <laughs> you literally just come off your phone. I thought you were just saying it. <laughs> well, they're just trying to look after us, Adam. Are they? It's because people like your people can't, you know... They know what your people are like. Do you know what I think happened? They're trying to protect you from yourself, all right? What I think happened was last night they announced that Manchester, West Yorkshire and Lancashire had to stop going indoors um, of other people's houses because that's what's causing the the spikes which don't exist of the COVID-19 outbreak Um, but you could still go to the pub with the same people and I think they thought they would get away with saying that and no one would notice that it was quite clearly targeted at Muslims celebrating Eid (laughs) yeah but why can't Muslims just go to the pub and celebrate Eid I've said this for years (laughs) What's going on a boozer? Fucking. <laughs> Two birds, one stone. <laughs> Salam alaikum, my friends. Welcome to Weatherspoons. Walaikum <laughs> <laughs> salam. Oh, um, I think they, they thought they were going to get away with it, and then everyone's gone, it's fucking dead obvious what you're doing there, you know, Matt cocking your hands. <laughs> well, it's the economy, innit? You stop people going around to everyone's houses... The economy's fine. Close pubs and restaurants down. Everyone's like, oh, I'm going to lose my job. They're just... Even if, obviously, it, it, the timing of it is is pretty brutal. And all these spikes are, like, weirdly... You look at the areas that are in, like, special measures almost. Yeah. Basically, Northampton and Peterborough, I'm like, mm, nothing rings a bell there. But Leicester, Bradford, Oldham, Pendle, Darwin and Blackburn, <laughs> you're like... Okay, Bradford. You're like, oh god, there is a that is a, a disproportionately high percentage of Asian population. Yeah, it's so obvious what they were doing, and they've been called out on it. And now they've gone. No, well, now no. And and my Hancock this morning on the news literally got asked the the question: Can comedy clubs open on the first of August? They met. They said comedy clubs specifically, and he said yes. And then two hours later, it's too dangerous. What's happened in that two hours? He's a fucking baby-faced cunt and I hate him and I'll be glad when he's dead him and Jamie Oliver both of them 
Wow, Jamie Oliver taking some fucking heat. Yeah, I just don't like him, and it was just the forefront of my head. I don't wish death on many people, but... I'd, I, you know, we don't really do politics loads on this, but... No, but this doesn't feel like politics. I feel like, literally, my mental health this week has been all right. I've, I've felt quite good, and I've, Jade's noticed it in me. Jade's been like, you seem so much back to yourself, and I was like, it's because I know. I've got nine days of gigs at Hot Water Comedy Club, Mate. starting on the 1st of August, ending on the 9th, and I knew I was going back starting tomorrow. I was back at Hot Water Comedy Club doing what I love, and now, a day before it's meant to happen, Hot Water, by the way, please support them when they open back up. They spent so much money getting the club COVID safe, making sure the whole venue was adhering to... The, the social distancing measures and you know one way in one way out making sure all the seating that, like they've got the bookings for the whole weekend they've gone right that group sits there full seating plans for every show doing three shows a day making sure they've got enough time to clean the whole venue hiring extra staff who they've now got a sack and then they've get, they've given them two weeks to get ready for it which wasn't long enough they fucking managed to do it and it's not just them it's every other comedy club in the country that was about to open has gone right this is the two weeks we've got to sort this place out and make sure we're making it safe for our customers and our comedians to come back and they spend all that money put all that effort in and a day before the government go oh no you can't do it now it's it's just fucking infuriating make a fucking decision and fucking stick to it if we're in lockdown then let's wait till the virus is gone stop doing this half-assed bullshit you you're trying to save lives at the expense of the economy and then you go oh hang on no the economy's more important so we'll we'll save the economy at the expense of lives and now it's back to we need to save lives and fuck the economy pick a fucking approach do what new zealand did and go right Fuck the economy for a bit. Let's make sure this virus goes away. And now New Zealand's back open and they haven't had a fucking virus case apart from two British people who arrived from Britain, surprisingly. It, it's a joke. Do one thing or the other, but this fucking halfway house between trying to manage the virus and manage the economy, it's never going to work. The virus is going to be here until there's a vaccine and you're going to be opening and closing businesses. And when businesses don't know what they're doing and who they need to hire and whether they're going to be open tomorrow... There's not going to be anything left. There's not going to be any small shops left, independent shops. There's not going to be any comedy clubs. Pubs are going to shut for good, and they're going to be turned into a fucking subway or a pizza hut. But they're going to close. Hang on, not just to play devil's advocate, but they are trying to get these things open. But there, I know that it sounds like it's all over the shop, and they're deciding on the fly. But they are trying to get them open. But there has always been ifs, buts, and maybes about these these openings. If they if they err on the side of caution, they'd still be closed till November, January, like we initially thought they would be. And then they're definitely going bust, aren't they? No, absolutely not. No, no. So I've spoke to people who because they're getting insurance. The, the cost of opening a venue is massively higher than just having an empty venue. That's why, like, when people have still got the lease on a place, you, you'll see, like, a, a pub or, like, an old restaurant will just be empty for a few months because the people who own it might want to reopen it again rather than sell it on. Yeah. Because it's not that expensive to, like, it, it is expensive. To mothball it. To, to just, like, just, let's just leave that for a bit. So if they went to all these places now, I'm like, look, we need to make a decision and you can't open till November. And in November you can open and then if it gets to September and it looks like that needs to be pushed back do it but you can't give people 24 hours notice no it's ridiculous it, it, it's a fucking joke and I appreciate them trying to get everything open like I, I we were all surprised and like 
it was a nice surprise that gigs were being I mean initially we thought it was going to be in July didn't we but like August was still three months more than you expected it's still like a surprise it's the hope that kills you though isn't it, it it's, to, to change tact it's so like when your team's a day before three 0 down and you get you get a goal and you're like, oh, it might happen now, like, <laughs> and then you get beat six one. I just, I, I feel it's so, it's so easy to go, oh, the fucking government are such dickheads, but when you're making up policy on the fly and announcing things at night in the middle of the night, and two, like you said, two hours after something's been decided, it's a shit show, isn't it? It's just, it's just infuriating and it it's messing with people's heads. I'm going to be pissed off now for a week because I know I should be at work. I know I should be doing the gig. And if a week ago they hadn't gone, yeah, you can all open on the 1st of August, way, everything's going fine, then it would be nowhere near as bad. You can't keep telling people they can go back to work and then they can't. And it's, it's just, it's infuriating. They need, they need to make a decision. Put a fucking date on it. And they if, can't. That's not how viruses work. But you can put a date on it and then a few weeks in advance go, that might need to be pushed back. 24 yeah. hours is, is just not... You can't... But it's. I know the New Zealand, like, it's different. It's They're fucking... There's like four million of them and they're in the corner of, like, the world. We're a different, like, nation, size of economy, size of country. Like, London is a huge international hub. They, the government have had a more difficult job. I sound like I'm a fucking... I'm back in the Tories, but... It's not a case of, like, right, we have set this date, and we'll just set that date for later on, and we'll stick to it. Because they they have to be... They have to be able to change things. And all of these stages were clearly mapped out, like, this will happen if the infection rate is down, if it's, a, if it's a, acceptable. So we all knew there could be some fluctuation... You put twenty four hours. How is it a day? A day before they're opening, and I've got a venue. I've got a venue owner messaging me, going, "I want to ring you and tell you what's happened, but I'm literally that upset. I'm close to tears." It's it's not even that it's a day before. It's the fact that on this day, on the news this morning, they said no, they can open. Jet, Jess at the Frog and Bucket. Like last night, overnight, she put on Facebook and was like, "Look, really sorry, we can't open." Then she contacted her MP. I think it was the mayor of Manchester, actually, Andy Burnham. She spoke to Andy Burnham and was like, can comedy clubs open? He was like, yeah, you can. She was given reassurances by Manchester's mayor this morning. The fucking health secretary was on Good Morning Britain or BBC, whatever. She, he was on fucking Sutton. And this morning literally said, comedy clubs can open. What's changed in two hours? How fucking... They've changed their mind. They've gone, oh, we've got that data. And, then and Dominic go... Cummings has sat there and gone, yeah, can't do it. Because I think he's genuinely running the show. That fucking lying, cheating, snivelling, looks, looks like, like me, motherfucker. Back of fucking Quiddle's head in the fucking <laughs> first Harry Potter. <laughs> he's like that in, the, in, in, in number 10 Downing Street. <laughs> Tell them they can't open. I have strength enough for I, this. I have seen too many viral videos calling me a lying cunt Barnard Castle visiting lying cunt do you think that first bit of uh, the podcast will age well on YouTube <laughs> can I just tell you Adam found out about that about a minute and a half before we started recording and he walked into the studio half an hour ago and sunshine lollipops <laughs> do, 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 do. we've got the Justin Morehouse on it's lovely and it's lovely and then we all checked Twitter and it was like 
Oh, fuck. You all right, boo? It's it's just like... I. You're annoyed, aren't you? I'm pissed off. I don't know the right thing to do. I don't know where the comedy club should be opening. I just know that you shouldn't be telling them they can open at 8 o'clock in the morning and then at fucking 1 o'clock in the afternoon telling them they can't. It's basically... It's arranging a date with someone and then cancelling while they're on the bus, isn't it? It's a cunt's move. Get in touch with me if you're interested in coming to an illegal comedy show. <gasps> I am going to find a fucking basement that will just let me in. I'll put a mic up, I'll put some lights up, and we'll run an illegal comedy show. We'll take your temperature on the door. If you're too hot, you'll get told to fuck off. Everyone will be as safe as possible. If you, if you are a listener to this podcast... If you are a fan of mine, a fan of Dan's, and a fan of stand-up in general, I am going to find somewhere in Liverpool in the next week, and I am going to run a completely illegal stand-up comedy show. I'm going to get comedians on. There'll be about seven or eight of us. We'll all do ten minutes each. I'm not being told what to fucking do anymore by people who haven't got a fucking clue what they're doing. If, you, if you're worried about getting sick, don't fucking come. The gig's happening. Go to adamrow.co.uk, sign up to my mailing list, and I'll send a mailer out this week. Yes. Are you actually going to do the temperature thing? I'll get me barber's got one of them guns. I'll see if he'll lend me. I've got one for Etta. We stick it in her ear, you know, when she's got a temperature. We you could just twat that on someone's head, couldn't you? you? But there could be like coronavirus in the ear. You can't do that. You need a gun, will you? You need a gun. Yeah. Have you seen that clip of. What should we do? Stock Calpol as well, just in case the temperature's. No? Calpol, paracetamol, Rocatussin. Yeah. We'll do. Instead of Sambuca <laughs> shots. We'll just do shots of Calpol. I'd fucking love that. Oh my god, it's the best. Yeah, I love it. It's like cherry drops in liquid form, and you know the oh, sweets. It's a special type of sweetie and nostalgia and everything. Mm. When we were kids, we were driving. I love black to my Diora light as well. Diora light. I'm only joking. It's <laughs> horrible in it. Um, Good hangover cure that though. Like I know preemptive thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't you also take like like antifungal medicine and fucking pregnancy vitamins before you go to sleep? Your hang <laughs> your hangover techers are fucking amazing. What I do, right? What I do, I take I take some anti balding medicine, but I put it up me fucking ass, right? And then I apply to become a member of the Liberal Democrat Party. And then I lie on a bed of amber and I fucking I wake up fine. <laughs> your your hangover techniques are fucking amazing. I remember driving to my nana's once when I was a kid and um, she left me in the car she went to the shop and my sister went as well and I f there was cowpole on the back shelf for some unknown fucking reason and I was like oh this is naughty and I was old enough to know to do the, you know the childproof lock unlocked it pressed down unlocked it and downed some fucking cowpole thank god there wasn't a full bottle I don't know what it could do to you but I, I was like mm, it's so sweet and tasty it was just lovely there's a black currant Nearly Cavonia OD'd on one Calpo. as well. Like for adults, like a, there's a black currant Cavonia. What's Cavonia? Cough medicine with clout. Oof. The official strap line on the outfit. <laughs> yeah, night nurse is good if you want a good night's sleep. Horlicks. Me mum used to have Horlicks just as a drink, like in the afternoon. <laughs> just before a nap. <laughs> no, just like cleaning the living room. Just like, just like the taste of a Horlicks. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Fancy a drink as well. Say, I'm going to have a drink that. I'm going to have a drink tonight at that uh, conference we're attending. Yeah. what we, Illegal gig-wise, looking forward to that conference. Uh, illegal gig-wise, can I DJ? Yeah. Because <laughs> I just heard illegal and then you said gig and I was like, rave! I wanted to be like, illegal <laughs> rave! <laughs> There's been some illegal raves in Liverpool. Really? In the woods and that, yeah. Yeah. 
I used to go to those free parties. We used to call them free parties. Yeah, but I think as once you label something illegal as an organizer, you're sort of asking for trouble. Free parties, like la la la, it's like the Nazis. You know, Adolf Hitler's Nazi. They were like the National Socialist Party. That's what they called themselves. They were like, we're the National Socialist Party. And and, it, and honestly, on the face of it, if you're being naive, you're like, well, I like the country and socialism's for everybody. <laughs> hey, but when you're like, you're the Nazi, you're like. Man, that doesn't sound good. So we, they were like free parties. So you'd go clubbing, and it was always I was seeing a girl called Faye, who's from near Leeds, and it'd be like, yeah, you're right. Where are you going afterwards? This we'd be like clubbing in Leeds. There's a free party near Geisley, and he'd be like, right, well that sounds medieval. We'd get a fucking taxi to some like back of a leisure centre, and then into the woods, and there'd just be twenty five bellends sat on the jackets, high as fuck, no drugs. One bellend would have like a like a five litre cider bottle, and you'd regret all your life choices. So it sounds really edgy, like we're going to a free party where in the woods the fucking busies don't know. Yeah, man, we're just living our lives. Two hours later, you're coming down, and you're freezing your tits off in West Yorkshire. <laughs> It's just not as crazy as it feels like it's going to be. Like, illegal rave? Mm, there's no toilets. The woods is a toilet, though, isn't it? Like, <laughs> But that's a dangerous game to play, isn't it? You've got drugs in your system. You need the toilet. How far from the, like, base camp do you go? 100 yards. I'm the dickhead who'd be on pills in a field in West Yorkshire, in the woods in West Yorkshire, go for a shit and get lost. Like... 100 yards away. I, I just... Uh, oh, you stay with an earshot of the. You, you, what you don't want to do is go so far, you end up closer to a different rave. Then <laughs> 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 you end up back then. You're like, I know none of these people. <laughs> it's basically like uh, you've accidentally reenacted like prehistoric life. Huh? <laughs> You're not from our tribe. <laughs> no, I am from other tribe, but we're hard house. Oh. <laughs> Is that your impression of prehistoric man? Weird, Was there a prehistoric man? Minimal techno. What? Is man prehistoric? No. That's yeah, 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 yeah. No. <laughs> what? There's no prehistoric man. No, of course there is. There's lo- all, nearly all man is prehistoric. Let's have a look. Do you know what prehistoric means? It means recorded history. <laughs> what the fuck has just popped up on your laptop? You've never really had a laptop up before, but I can see it's going to be... Interesting. Why did gay porn just pop up on your laptop? Because before we started recording the episode, I put gay porn on it so that when you popped up, yeah, just show you, just make you laugh. But just what freaked me out is a when you pulled up that picture that quick, I was like, holy shit, you have fast internet, and also, mate, prehistoric man was doing a lot of gay blowjobs. Stop! Oh, mate, come on, is that what you googled? And gay porn came. Oh (laughs) my god. Oh my god. Oh Michael I'm Jordan n- and Scotty Pippen. I am <laughs> That's like the uncut version of like Whoa <laughs> Do you know when you see gay porn? You almost want it to be this is Do you know what I googled? offenses. Do you want to see what I googled? What do you think I googled? Honestly, I d- <laughs> that cannot be social distanced that. That is can I just ex- explain it? Massive right, okay. Massive like gay porn right um, that's someone that's a man kissing another man's bum bum and they look they're really big men I don't, I don't know It's he's still got his sunglasses oh uh, mate <laughs> black guys love wearing sunglasses in porn cool as fuck 
That is a that is an aggressive position, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah, prehistoric man. Yeah, it's just whatever you know, like before recorded history. Yeah. Like, oh, is that what prehistoric means? So what did we said it? Yeah. Prehistory. Yeah. Yeah. But I that mean, doesn't exist, does it? Really? No. No. I know what you mean. You mean existence of all time. Yeah. No, before time didn't exist. So this is before records began. Yeah, before there's any recorded history. So how do we know what he looked like? What do you mean? Well, if it wasn't recorded, how do we know what he looked like? What you mean? That's that that that's <laughs> they found a skull. That's that's like a Neolithic man, and they've regenerated it using technology. But if they found the skull, then it's no, it's past history. Isn't it? A skull's not a skull's not history. Is it not? No, it's a fucking bones of a dead person. We're talking like. You know, like oh, on this date in AD six five hundred or something, old Jeff the Great of fucking. So it's Jesus prehistoric now. No, Jesus is part of history. You know, because it's quite famously been written down. All that stuff. <laughs> I don't know if you know. A lot, of, a lot of people still into that. It goes. It goes. Fifty Shades, the Bible, Harry Potter. So, so hang on, Uncle Jeff. Is he prehistory? No, no, no. Because you've met him. <laughs> right. How are we jumping between... I want to come back to gay porn. What are we talking about prehistoric man for? Do you know what? When you get two big dudes rimming each other up on a screen, that's <laughs> going to break my concentration. It really... It really is. That was so much. That was so much. Just a sensory overload for you. But I honestly thought it was prehistoric man for a bit. I was like... <laughs> And how did we ever get to this point if that's what everyone was doing to them? I think, honestly, with prehistoric man, I don't think homophobia would have existed. You know, when they were just like, uh, uh, you know, there's no rules, was there? I think it probably got a bit physical in places. And I think if Uggabug was a big dude and had been, you know, doing a lot of upper body. I think he could basically do what he wanted to most people in his life. there was prehistoric trans people? <laughs> I do not know and choose not to pontificate. <laughs> I've decided. I've decided. I've decided Why? not to ask those. I don't know. Why? And you want to talk about it? I was just trying. I went talking about prehistoric gay guys. Yeah, so the next logical step from there. It's trans people, isn't it? LGBT. Right. Look at you. You're and then after that, you've got the Q, which is... Um, uh. Quarry workers. <laughs> How can you be so... Welcome I to the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender and quarry workers <laughs> march. How can you be so angry with the government for the first 12 minutes of a podcast and then be doing prehistoric LGBT <laughs> jokes? <laughs> Yeah, I think I honestly think I know it sounds ridiculous and I think prehistoric man was way more like listen, I'm massive, you're small, I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> I think it was probably there was a lot of bullying. I think it I think it was probably a, it was a bit rapey. Yeah, they used to fucking bash them over the head with a big stick and then bum them, didn't they? Yeah, I think what's happened there is you've thought of cartoons that you've seen as a child of like ung bung. I think it but I don't think it was a million miles away from Captain that. Captain Caveman. But was there a caveman that Captain just came caveman, out and he was like, Captain uh, Caveman, uh, uh, Captain uh, uh. that caveman. Because the women wore like the, ch- <laughs> you know, like 
the saber tooth tiger skins. They wore them as like a bra and knicker set. I've seen did it on they, loads of stuff. Did, did they not seen the Flintstones. <laughs> and then maybe one day, Ugbug was like, just got an extra like, found his own squirrel, skinned it, and then just put it over his boobs and was like, no Ugbug, Ugbugeta. And they was just that, that was he was the first trans or gay. No, no trans. Yeah. So you do think, but that- I, honestly, I know I'm 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 not painting a great history of prehistoric man out there. I honestly don't think sexuality was a big thing. I think I think basically the biggest dude just bang what he want, and I don't know if you were going to be able to stop him. Yeah, and I think like prison, isn't it? Prehistoric man was just prison. I think it, for it, everyone, everyone I, was in prison. I wonder if it was a bit like you know, like the 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 gorilla pack. There's one dude. So the prehistoric man was like pet dinosaurs. <sighs> I honestly think we're traversing potentially quite an interesting point, but the fact is we're both morons and we can't keep concentrating on something. What are you ask, genuinely asking me? No, you're not. Don't be silly. <laughs> what do you mean? Are you genuinely asking me about dinosaurs? Did he have like a T Rex? <laughs> what did he rode into town? No, nah, I'm joking. I am joking. But uh, I, I, I think it would have been very like I'm the biggest dude. Unless you can kill me, I'm banging all the women and you, Steve. Because pterodactyl. You nice was alive closer to this time now than it was to the T-Rex. Oh, my God. Dinosaurs were around he's doing for fucking, fucking time, He's mate. doing dinosaur facts. What did they get done? Fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> is that true, what you just said? Yeah, they didn't build anything. Did you... Is that a, is that a true fact, that the, yeah. the pterodactyl, is that late... Late period dinosaur. I think it was pterodactyl. I just spell it P T. There it is. Is it a silent P? Closer to human. Can you learn stuff on this podcast? Don't you? What have you got? It's nice that the gay porn didn't come up. So pterodactyls, as I say, they began in eighteen forty-six. That can't be right. Jesus Christ What? They were discovered in 1846 Is that what it means? That can't be right That means they were around after slavery Jesus Christ (laughs) Queen Victoria's on the throne It's the age of pterodactyls (laughs) I don't think you suit having a fucking Having an internet connection with this laptop In front of you so right, far, so it, it far, hasn't come up with what I said. So far, we've had prehistoric man, gay women, and now f- fake pterodactyl. Pterodactyls can fly sixty-seven miles an hour. Jesus Christ! Cru- they can cruise at fifty-six. Yeah. They see me cruising. How do you think you do as a, a pre- it just concentrate? How do you think you do as a prehistoric man? How do you think you do? I reckon. I, I reckon I'm more suited to that time. I don't know if you are. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I see. I I love your confidence. It's it, it, honestly the Adam Rowe brand of confidence is phenomenal. Because I honestly think if I went, listen, here's a sewing kit. How do you reckon you do? Fucking dad good. I've got nimble fingers. I've always thought I haven't, it. You know, fucking. I'm not good with like fiddly I things. Fucking love a plique. I, no, I, I'm not good with fiddly things. I if the pound. The money collapses, society goes down, and it goes a bit more feral, and it goes back to prehistoric man. It goes back to like, who's the biggest dude? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am in a lot of trouble. I reckon I'd be all right. I need two. I've sh- got a baseball bat. 
No, I'd. St- Do you honestly think you'd be okay? Yeah, I reckon I'm more suited to like older times. I reckon the further you go back, the more suited I am. Do you know what I mean? I st- I fart in front of Jade all the time. You're not telling me prehistoric woman was like, uh, what are you doing? Oh yeah, I see what you mean. She just took it. Do you know what I mean? You, however, if you went back in your modern form and you just got thrown back into like a tribal prehistoric man setting, you would be a thousand times more feminine than the most feminine female homo sapien maybe for like a week but then I <laughs> mate Ugbuk if you just got transported back to like 100,000 BC and plonked in it Ugbuk would be like oh he pretty oh oh yeah because prehistoric woman would be fucking hairy her teeth would be gone mate if you lived to the age of 20 Did you would not brush the teeth mate they it's literally what killed off most humans was some fucking problem with the tooth like if you go back 100,000 years I bet life expectancy was like 20 20 years you know what I've always wondered? if you were 25 you were like granddad if you turned up all shaved and wearing fucking aftershave and you'd clean your balls in the last six months the ugg bugger be like oh he pretty so lady so like time like today's podcast is brought to you by manscaped.com <laughs> fucking own you He'd be like, oh, he's so shiny. Oh. I've and always you wondered bummed. about teeth. Right. Like, you know, we have to brush our teeth or they'll fall out and they become weak and you get gum disease and all that shit. Yeah. Why don't dogs have to brush their teeth? Oh, Because <laughs> they've got their different teeth. They've got stronger teeth. Why haven't we got them? How do we get them? Right. I think we've dealt with too much in this first section. <laughs> Borderline freak me out. If you take Adam's gigs away and you give him an internet-connected laptop, it doesn't help his ADD. <laughs> How We've just ended do I up get dog teeth. What it's a ca- simple fucking question? You've got two. Yeah, canines. Are you hey. telling me I don't have to brush those too? I don't know, mate. I don't know how dogs' teeth work. You're so mischief. No, <laughs> should we just take it? Well, let's have a little uh, word from our sponsors while you fucking. Work that out. Is that all right? How to brush your dog's teeth? Should I be brushing Minnie's teeth? Fuck's sake. Let's have a word from a sponsor. So we've got a brand new sponsor today, guys. It is Manscaped. These are the best in men's below-the-belt grooming, and Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched in the UK. We've gone years without using the right tools over here. They've been massive in America for a while, and you could be one of the first men in the country to experience this stuff. At the amount of times I have nicked around my pub area, then gone for a shower, and it stings like fuck, is exactly why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 the third lawnmower and it features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents no more nicking those balls when i say this is premium i mean it it's the best razor i've ever used the battery lasts an hour and a half the water resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower one of the coolest features is the led light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming you get a little torch on your balls 
They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with the Quiet Stroke trademark technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. That looks boss, the charging stand. It looks nice, not that ugly. Not going to make your bathroom look all non-fancy. I know you've just had it done up because it's been locked down and that. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Let's get that bush to touch clean. Let's get the balls to the gooch all tidy and shiny. And you can get 20% off because you listen to this amazing podcast and free shipping you get that with the code word at manscaped.com so go to manscaped.com and apply the code word word that's w-o-r-d when you check out and your balls are going to be thanking you get 20% off and free shipping with the code word at manscaped.com two mics two leads and a lot of time on their hands this is have a word before we crack on with this bit lads i just want to say any Liverpool fans listening, we don't do much footy stuff on the pod, as you know, but got this amazing Alison Beckertop from uh, sent to me free from an account on Instagram called at LFC Jürgen. Go and check him out and buy some stuff off him. He's a nice lad. Uh, and he sent me a free T-shirt. So, there you go. Fucking champions in England, lad! And if you are listening to the podcast and not watching it, uh, still go to instagram.com slash LFC Jürgen he's got loads of stuff he's a dead sound lad just want to give him a little plug what are we doing now Dan got some uh, follow up we've got some questions and some follow up have we well that's good Lewis Rolf says alright lads been listening since day one but this is first time I think, uh, felt compelled to write in just been listening to episode 77 where Adam was talking about Amy from his primary school having no arsehole I found out it wasn't Amy it was Kira that's honestly not pertinent okay sorry it's not is it though I mean it, the bumhole is more important than the name do you not think <laughs> there's no context have a word yeah I mean that's just she could be called anything she ain't got a bumhole <laughs> she, she could be called princess fucking whatever but princess she's Consuela Banana Hammock <laughs> Consuela Banana Hammock did not you get that reference no Friends did you not watch Friends oh shit I've not watched as much as you Oh, you fucking pube. Just got into Bob's Burgers. I've heard it's good. Oh, my God. It's really good. It's funny. And my daughter loves it. I'm literally sat watching something good with my daughter. She's like, I want to watch Bob's Burgers. I'm like, fucking I do. And it's Comedy Central seems to have friends still all the time. Bob's Burgers. And I'm not sure they play anything else. That seems to be their like staple. Like we're going to throw this out. Oh, fresh off the boat as well. There seems what? to be a That's lot. That's always my argument. Like in comedy, there's like a sneer towards friends, isn't there? Like it's like uncool to say you like friends. Have you ever noticed that, or do you not notice? Because well, don't we've, talk about we've it? talked about it on the pod before, haven't Have we? we? Yeah, yeah. I just that's always my argument is until you've written a sitcom, which twenty years after it's cancelled or ends, it wasn't cancelled, was it? They decided not to do it anymore. Twenty years later. It's still on the number one comedy channel in the world for 12 hours a day. Then shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's like anything that's popular, though. It's, it's like Michael McIntyre, and it? Everyone's like, Michael McIntyre. He's like, yeah, but he still lives in a house bigger than your fucking high school. Let's see you follow him, and then... But I will say this. I think the friends dislike... If you come to someone my age, I'm 39, sort of grew up on friends. All through my teenage years, that was the... The thing, and I've gone back and done Seinfeld, but I was never a, watched. Seinfeld. I was a baby when Seinfeld was out, and it wasn't on any British TV channels. Like it yeah. wasn't on Channel Four, like the same as it was with Friends. Seinfeld, got, going back, Seinfeld is 
excellent. It's such a good watch. And I think maybe without Seinfeld, there wouldn't be Friends as it was. I think there's definitely a sort of similarity. You can see it. And without Friends, there wouldn't be How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother was literally, like, apparently they're in, like, the the executive lounge of whatever the TV channel was. They were like, right, Friends is ending, and I want our channel to make the new one. So oh, right. we want... Six, five or six fr- friends it's all about them an ensemble cast and it's mainly set in their apartment or two apartments and a public place so they went for a bar instead of a coffee house and they literally went and there's so many similarities like I, I watch both of them I'm, I'm I'm such a shit sitcom whore like for a comedian who's obsessed with comedy the way I am and dead sneery about stand up and I know what I like and this is good and that shit you're a two pints of lager and a yeah. packet of crisps. I love her just an open gold tapping of a sitcom um, when you said that initially I was like oh that's not good like I sneer at that Yeah, I find that uh, that great would you Alpha Alpha Little on the podcast and tell him it was good he's very talented royal family <laughs> I'd talk about the royal family that I really liked um, and you'd talk about two pints of lager and a packet of crisps and I'd be like mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's so many similarities between How I Met Your Mother and Friends. Like, Ted from How I Met Your Mother is Ross. Right. They're both professors. They both date students. The the girl they're after for the whole series is Robin and Rachel, who are essentially the same people who right. wants to focus on the career but ends up falling for the, the main character, really. And then you've got Monica, who is um, Lily, and Chandler's Marshall. And once they're together, they're together. There's a, a couple of wobbles, but they're a forever couple. And then you've got Barney, who is literally just Joey, just a Lothario who shags multiple women and never really wants to commit until he really falls in love with Rachel slash Robin. And then they didn't yeah. put Phoebe in it because she was always boring. I mean, the, there's a reason why How how I Met Your Mother isn't ever going to be held up as one of the all-time greats, is it? If it's a, basically a rebadge. Yeah, it is. But it's, it's like The Office... And Parks, Parks and Rec. Mm. The Office was groundbreaking when it was brought out over here. The documentary style sitcom, like turning to camera, little interviews with camera, like it was a documentary. And apparently they were like, right, what are we going to do? We need to do something like a spin off. And that's when Parks and Rec was made by a different studio, by a different TV station. But if you watch Parks and Rec, you're like, yeah, this is the fucking office, except it's set in Pawnee, Indiana. And it's under the guise of being Parks and Rec, but it's all the same. And with those sitcoms, they 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 need you to suspend disbelief because they're just like it's just a fucking laugh, mate. Yeah, yeah. It, like in Parks and Rec, there's a character who's in the first season. There was a hole built, and someone's a nurse, and her boyfriend's falling in it. So they keep visiting them because he's they're like threatening legal action. And by series three, that nurse and that boyfriend both work at the parks and rec department <laughs> and they're just like yeah um the city council need a, n- a nursery advisor role and they're like, oh you're perfect for it and chris pratt is the guy he ends up working up it's just they're not trying to make it realistic it's just no. like oh shut up you meth it's just a yeah. fucking tv show yeah it's uh it's all good fun what about it? the one with the why well, i'm blanking on the name How have we gone from the history of sitcoms from someone hasn't got a bummel we'll get we'll get back to it <laughs> How I Met Your Bummel. We're, we're so bad for this, you know. You're you're particularly bad today. Fuck I, off. Uh, no, you're you're on one today. 
I think it's because you. It's because our cage has been rattled, and you'll deal with you. I can see it in you. You're like enjoying yourself. I'm anger, angry, and then and then and then funny and anger, and then fucking gay porn on the laptop. It's there's a lot going on. If you drink tonight, no, don't go. Where are you going? Where are you going on the internet? What are you what what are you doing? A Google bombing, but nothing's come up. Why is a child come up as bombing? There's a picture of a child. There is on Google. It's the first image. They're all like pretend bombing. I wanted some real stuff to. What's the one with the four four geeks and the hot girl? Why have I blanked on that? What? What's the sitcom that's like? Oh, Big Bang Theory. I mean, massively, massively popular. You like? Have you seen Meh. that YouTube video? I've watched it. I've watched Laura. Laura liked it when we met. She was like, "Have you ever?" Met? And I was a bit snobby about it. I was like, "Yeah." Or the YouTube where there's no laughter, there's no yeah, can laughter. The laughter off. I've watched that and, and you're like, yeah, it's just lighthearted. You just meant yeah. it's meant to be for people who are just like, I can't be asked thinking about stuff. My complaint with these things is they're loved by people who only love them and and can't be asked with any more like difficult reading in terms of what they watch. They're like, no, I'm really like Parks and Rec and Big Bang Theory is amazing. What about something like Curb Your Enthusiasm? Don't like it. It's just depressing. It's just weird. You're like, yeah, that's why fans of those shows get get criticised because it is very very easy watching. It doesn't. It doesn't. It isn't totally realistic. The characters are caricatures. They're ex. They're, they're, they're like they're not real. Yeah. But people are like, mm, I like it. That's what I like that. Bond. When me and Bondy lived together for a bit, he was like, we should write a sitcom. And I was like, right, okay. Well, I, I've never written a sitcom or done any writing. I've done UK club comedy for fifteen years, so it's a mistake. For, for to think I'm an expert on comedy, I he's just as much an expert on sitcoms as me. And he was like, "No, but it'd be good while while we're living together. We should do something." And then he was like, "He was like, right, this is my idea. Yeah, it's like a sitcom set in a games workshop, right? Like, because it's not been done. And then, right, one of the characters is like, like a fucking a really geeky guy, and he's dead into the games workshop." And then one of the guys is like a cool Asian guy, and he's like not even bothered, but he just works there. And then the manager's I like, can already, in my head, I can see you pitching this to the BBC and them going, that's really good for our diversity, <laughs> actually. And then, and then he was like, and then there's a girl that works there, and she's oh, hot, but she doesn't really care about it, and everyone fancies her. And the manager is slightly older, and he used to be into Games Workshop, but like now he's not bothered about it. And I was like, Bondi, without like ripping off you've a sitcom physics for you've literally for come up it's it, how have you managed to do that you've basically gone this is it's exactly what we were talking about on the Patreon episode we were talking about formulaic comedy and we were talking about Lee Evans even though it's a different joke you've sort of seen the joke before that sitcom is he's managed to come up with this and he was like no but it's original because no one's ever done it and you're like it's not fucking original. It's, it's the like Big a, Bang Theory. It's a Big Bang workshop. Theory. It's the it, it's the it's the it crowd. It's all of those sitcom ideas, and essentially what you're doing is got a character, but it's like an idea of a person. It's not a real person, and that type of of like like TV comedy just makes me feel a bit meh. I'm like, what? Oh, it's, it's, and then you watch Fleabag. 
just as something in the last few years that's been interesting. And you're watching, you go, I've never seen this story before, and I'm laughing. I'm re- yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. exciting it and it's original. It. Mate, it's just basically about a woman's like dealing with her sexuality and her mental health, and it's incredibly honest and it's challenging. And and you're watching it going, I'm laughing at this, but I'm also a little bit amazed that someone has had the bravery to write this script and be going, these are real people, and I'm putting them in situations that are believable, but no one's watching it going, sin it. And that is, to me, way more exciting. And I get the light-hearted TV stuff, but you also want something to be exciting and original. I think there's an app, there's absolutely a place for both. And I, this is something I tell people when, because like, certainly with this podcast as well now and there was only a couple of months where I was doing gigs after this podcast started but people were starting to come to my shows as a result of this show and because we've spoken about stand-up and comedy in depth like this I think some people think I'm a proper comedy snob and I'm not so some people be like oh you know Jack Whitehall he's fucking shit isn't he and Jack Whitehall is not someone I would watch but I think he absolutely needs to be there for the people that do we've had so many emails that sort of hint at, like literally got emails here from listeners and they're just i mean our listeners are take the piss and everything yeah, yeah. but you can feel the tone of it it's not being cunty but like even harry robinson here would you lids ever go on something like i'm a celebrity to give you a career boost yeah. i joel donnie and he's and what Harry Robinson do is doing there is going. Would you ever do what he fucking you, did? Will you take the piss out of Joel Dommett because I'm not that king. <laughs> you do do it. And it's the same with Jack Whitehall. There's an undercurrent with any email we get about Jack Whitehall that the people are like, "Is he cunt? I'm not sure. Is he shit? Is yeah. he shit?" And you think, mate, we know how hard it is to do what he does. Yeah, he fucking smashes. Yeah, and. He can do things I can't do, but he, he's he, he's also doing a lot of things I don't want to do. But I still think he should be a comedian. I think he's still... You can't say someone isn't funny when they can make 10,000 people in a room laugh at once. You just can't. You can say you don't like them. Yeah. That's allowed. It's not your thing. I had a comment on, you know, that Victoria's Secret routine I've put out. It's doing quite well on Instagram, on IGTV. It's just slowly creeping up, getting more likes and getting comments from people who don't follow me which means it's being shown to other people. And someone last night just commented, this isn't funny. And I was like, it is though, isn't it? Because it's wall-to-wall laughter and applause. It's got 600 likes on Instagram, and there's about 100 comments going, this is amazing. So, objectively, it it is funny. Like, it is. What you mean is you don't like it, and that's fine. But not subjectively. Objectively, it's funny. Because yeah. enough people are enjoying it where you can't... Yeah. It's like when people watch football and as a player on the other team and you know you're talking to someone who doesn't involve their intellect or reason when talking about their fandom of their team. Yeah. So if you're a massive Liverpool fan, like, yeah, what do you think of uh, Skull's fucking cunt? You're like... I think pretty, Paul Skull's... Pretty good midfielder, though. No, he's fucking shit. I hate him. You're I think like, he was all right. Right, listen... It's not the fucking point. What I'm trying to say is, some people are like, no, I fucking hate him. You're I don't like, know if he'd have done as good a job as Mark Noble as if he'd have been at West Ham his uh, entire career. stupidly mentioned fucking <laughs> Liverpool when I was trying to make a point and now Lid is literally backing up my point by going, no, you're wrong. Jordan Henderson I will think get a in gin- a and captain any Man United side uh, of all boring, time. Boring, boring. Never mind. <laughs> stupidly. 
boringly made your it about fault? football. Stupid! I forgot you can't talk about I football. I can't. So why? It's your fault for bringing it up. It's totally my fault. But people can't watch comedians that they don't like without having that visceral reaction of like, fuck, this is shit. And you're like, no, it's definitely not. Like, it's not, is it? Because you're not playing the XL Arena or wherever you're playing if you're shit, but you might not like it. That's all right. It's the same as how it I sounds, met your mother. Yeah. If, how, how you met your mother, shit. It's, it's not too bad. People do watch it, but you're allowed to not like something. Yeah. But people don't, people don't do that. And weirdly with comedy, they get annoyed if people... Like I've seen it in comedy clubs where someone's... You're ripping and someone doesn't like you. And when people around them are laughing, it actually enrages them even more. Like if... If they like, I don't like them. <laughs> and if they hear and laugh, to be like, you can hear me go, why? I've seen knobheads at comedy clubs go, why are you laughing? Shit. And you're like, no, yeah. mate. You just don't like me. Why don't going to a comedy club and being that much of a prick? Anyway, right. This person never had a bum hole. <laughs> All right, cool. Shout out to Paul Scholes. <laughs> Fucking hell. Who did have a bum hole? Did he have a bum hole? He did. Oh, you, you did literally use did. it though because he was always full of shit. <laughs> Very well done. Great bit of humour. <laughs> And that's what you can expect here at Have a Work Part. Uh, so, you were talking about it's Kira with the noble mole. Yeah. Right. So Very important. Um, we had the same thing with a kid called Eric, a.k.a. Pooh Bag. They called him Pooh Bag. Good one, that. Did he have a bag to poo in? Is that what it was? It, lit, it, it lacks imagination, that, doesn't it? If the kid's been born without a bum hole and he's got a colostomy bag... I know it's the first. Nah, that's a. Cl- that's, I, I love a nickname that you, you can just see where it's come from straight away. He's got a bag. It's full of poo. He's poo bag. That's that's really is the two packet, two pints of lager and a packet of crisps. Like that's the lowest hanging fruit. If you if you've got a gig with a colostomy, there's there must be a nickname one up from there. Like that would be you'd be a bit more well, inventive. Steel nicknames are always like that. It's always very basic. He's got a thigh in his eyelids. Thigh eye. Yeah, well, that was quite creative on your account, wasn't it? No. I, I had a massive forehead. I just yeah. got called Slaphead. Yeah. But everyone... But then one of the kids in the older years called me Moomin. And That's that... funny and as fuck. Everyone was like, great shout. You should never have told our listeners that. Right. The worst was when I got called Danger Mouse. <laughs> that took off, that. That really took off. And you know the worst thing is when you're getting shtick, right? When you're getting... Because I had big ears, right? <sighs> I got called Danger Mouse and I, I could see it. Danger Mouse? Oh. <laughs> Fucking I would like one of our listeners to create some Danger Mouse artwork using Dan's face as soon as possible. Thank you very much. It's not going to be hard. Just stick my eyes on Danger Mouse and you've got it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of you's made a joke about Amy being plumbed in this was literally the case with Eric he had a weird hole in his stomach and that was connected to a little bag he strapped to him <laughs> his colostomy bag but kids called him his poo bag hence the nickname mate Lewis I can't believe you just explained the nickname poo bag about a kid with a colostomy bag I'm just so glad he got in touch because you didn't fucking believe me the other day did you, you no didn't... I didn't I thought you'd like weirdly remembered some poo bag related fucking childhood memory exactly so... he was pretty sound about it and used to crack on with the jokes and that he used to do this thing where in class he'd let his bag off he'd just unscrew the valve a bit and let out a, a rancid he'd let out a smell and just sit there laughing because he was used to it because you never bothered about your own smell that's like a fucking superpower that that's not just a fart that's like a fucking shit goblin fart yeah and it's it's poo that's probably been sat there for a while isn't it 
Or, this is genius, when he was playing footy, if you were marking him, he'd just let his valve go a little bit, so he fucking stunk. How can you play footy with a bag of shit on your... Oh. Po- mate, poo bags was a mean fucking winger apparently not wing you've got to be central aren't you if you've got a poo bag he's got to be like a defensive midfielder he can't be moving much he's just the pivot isn't yeah he? he's totally doing Lee Catamol a bit instead of breaking people's then legs he can't slide just, tackle because imagine just, ripping the back you don't need to you just let the poo bag off someone's coming to the ball and they're like ah, and they just give up playing football and I don't you know it. the logistics of playing footy with a bag of poo on your back I just don't anyway thank you Lewis that was really thank, good no thank you Lewis from me because now he knows that I wasn't talking shit with the other day. The girl it, without a bumhole. And Carl. I've been trying to convince Carl that I was telling the truth about this. My best mate for about 10 fucking years. And he always bursts out laughing and calls me a knobhead. And I've now got corroborating evidence. Corroborating? <laughs> Can we have a quick question? Because I want to know your answer on this. Talking about uh, you putting stuff out. Uh, Wayne- Let's do a question. Then we'll have an advert, and then we're going to be back with our second guest. Oh, we need to get some lunch in, have a little sit we down. Do. We've got, we've got we, our just guest. so you know, guys, coming up in the second half today, we have got who've we got? What's his name? Paul Scholes. Paul Scholes. To so talk about his bumhole. We've got Justin. I Morris. bet you'd be dead nice to Paul Scholes if he was here. I wouldn't. I, I would. Bet you would. I would. Of course, of you course would. Of course, I would. But I'd also wind him up. I'd also say, I'd ask that question. I'd go, look, right. You spent your time at Manchester United. Obviously, very fortunate to do so. Do you think you would have been any better than Mark Noble if you spent your whole career at West Ham? I would absolutely do that. Of course I would. Yeah. I'd love to fucking do that. He's going to go, no, I think you're right, Adam. Good point. Isn't it? Of course he's going to say yes. I'd, I'd just like to wind him up a bit. Mate, I'd fucking love to get to the point where we've got Zinedine, footballers on this. Zinedine Zidane was asked, what's it like to be the best footballer in the world? And he said, ask Paul Scholes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like that was a really good point until it all came out of my mouth and you went <laughs> in my head I was like well, honestly, why, why are we listening to Zinedine's as, as I was saying I was like you've got him on the ropes here Dan and you just literally I completely fucking collapsed then you just went not bad <laughs> I was like oh yeah sure, sorry um, we've got Justin Morehouse coming up haven't we in the second half yeah we have if you don't know who Justin Morehouse is start of Phoenix Night start of Live at the Apollo gonna be in the studio but first a question uh, Wayne Taylor Vickery says are you going to do a comedy special again and Dan have you got any plans to do a special so oh. your special Club Comic was released right in the middle of the pandemic closing in on 50,000 views which is amazing so if you haven't checked that out youtube.com slash Adam Rowe Comedy or- I think you're done now though aren't you that'll be you, you d- you've peaked haven't you yeah so we'll probably leave it now <laughs> it's not how it works I think I'm going to do Wayne Club- it's not how it works he's going to keep doing them I think I'm going to do Club Comic 2. I think I'm going to film... Because I've still got about 40 minutes of stand-up that isn't on that special. Yeah. Um, And I'm going to film all of that at Hot Water Comedy Club as soon as I'm allowed to. I need to get gig fit again first, but I'll probably film it early next year, and then I'll start working on a full hour that we'll do in a theatre. And I'm planning to release uh, something similar. It's called Pub Comic. It's mm. it's kind of similar, but it's just a little... It's a little bit different. Chew in the corner of a Weatherspoons. It's, it's basically just some sort of cone. The Listen first, to me! The first 18 years of my career. <laughs> I'm just going to get a, a crew, a, a camera crew to follow me for a week of, of depressing midweek gigs in Swinton, Greater Manchester. Um, I would like to do something. I have got plans afoot. It's amazing how the game has changed since even 10 years ago when you were starting out. 
there were so many less comedians and you just in your head you were like you get really good on the circuit you become a headliner you go to Edinburgh someone goes you're good for TV and if it doesn't happen you're fucked and now there's so much more options in terms of self-promotion developing your own stuff like what you've done with Club Comic and I'm still like I think I'm better than most comics in the country especially the ones my age and above but compared to Adam I'm just like so behind on the times I've got I've got some stuff on the internet I do need to look at either Clayton some of my old stuff or new stuff and doing it but it's 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 amazing how it's changed yeah I'd love to do it in like with have a word and do it properly well I think we're going to do I think the next special I put together will be we'll be using our equipment our cameras our our forthcoming staff and stuff and it will be a have a word production like we we've spoke about this between ourselves and I think we've sort of hinted at it on the podcast before but we don't intend for have a word now to stop at this podcast we want it to grow and grow into a podcast network with other podcasts that are produced by us and we want or to be made by us yeah like I, you know you're, you've got other projects you want to do yeah I've got other projects you want to do totally and we want to be producing stand-up specials both for ourselves and giving our colleagues an opportunity to shoot stand-up specials where they haven't had the, either the opportunity or the ingenuity to do it themselves um, th- this is not the end for have a way get in the studio this is very very much the start and all I want to do for the rest of my life is do stand up film stand up specials and do this podcast and maybe a couple of other little projects I'm very content with my life as soon as I'm allowed to gig again what about gay porn yeah that's a past yeah, time isn't it we've got the equipment I'm not touching your bemole unless there's a You've would you the- rather involved You've got. I don't think we could do it with each other, can we? No, no. Barry Dodds, get Barry in for you. Oh, mate! Which comedian, if you had to do gay porn, would you do gay porn? Milo McCabe. Milo McCabe. He is beautiful, isn't he? We we were gigging away, um, and either Milo McCabe or Quincy. Oh, big black guy. Is that because of the porn you've just been watching? He's got long hair. Right. We were gigging away, Milo, me, Kai Humphreys, brilliant comedians. We did an Alps trip and we got there and the Australian wife of the guy whose fucking chalet we were staying in was literally sat there over dinner. She'd gone quiet. She was. This is how good looking Milo is. We're all talking, we're all having a laugh. And then I noticed that she'd gone very quiet and she was just staring full of half a bottle of wine and in the middle of someone talking just went, you're very attractive, you know? You could be a male model. <laughs> Of, in the middle of dinner r- literally talking across her husband who was having a conversation who was fucking paying us feeding us putting us up went basically went Jesus Christ I'm fucking right here <laughs> and everyone just went okay and Milo's so good looking he's obviously he wasn't shocked he'd be like yeah this happens every three days I was like I nearly went madam put your flaps away he can fucking dance as well Milo you know oh, I've been on a night out with Milo and he's all off. like da, da. Oh, no. What's his thing? You know, I hate it. I've been out with good looking comedians, are always make me suspicious. Jimmy McGee's good looking, very good comedian, very fucking good looking. We went out drinking once after a gig in Cardiff, out in the club, everyone's having a great time. He was sweating like a fucking summertime nonce, and it really, <laughs> it really made me happy. I was like, yes, God, yes, you've made him funny, interesting, good looking, but he sweats like a fucking pedo. <laughs> I was so happy. 
Now then, lids, I want to tell you about Trans Alloy Wheels Limited. Alloy wheel refurbishments, car bodywork, and customization services in Leeds and throughout West Yorkshire. Basically, these guys can sort your wheels out. And if you listen to this thinking, well, I'm not like a boy racer, I'm not that bothered about my car. Mate, I drive a Volvo, and after the fucking Rona, I'm going to these guys at Trans Alloy Wheels Limited when I'm gigging in Yorkshire, and I'm going to get them to sort out the alloys that are all scuffed up and fucked on my Volvo V40. So even if you've got a sensible dadmobile or you've inherited your nana's banger, soup up the wheels, get them sorted. If you park like a bell end, get them tidied up, make them look smarter. Go the full hog, get them jazzed up, get them glitzy, get them gold. Just live your life through your alloy wheels. They can add value to your car and make it look fucking smart. They use the same techniques as the biggest car manufacturers and they offer powder coating, diamond cutting, painting, new tyres, acid stripping and shot blasting, tyre fitting and removal. They do car body repairs and they have a pickup and delivery service. They also do insurance work. These guys have got amazing reviews online. Come and get your wheels souped up, changed and refurbished. And this is the best bit. All Have A Word listeners will receive 25% off everything. I'm going, I'm getting my saving. These guys are amazing. Trans Alloy Wheels Limited. Get them on Facebook, Insta, online, the lot. Nice one, lids. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling triggered. It must be Have A Word with Adam and Dave. So, welcome back to the Have A Word podcast with me, Adam Rowe, and my co-host, Dan Nightingale. How are you, Dan? Hi. Thanks for having me on, Adam. I'm really glad to be here on a platform to talk about the issues, transgender rights, and uh, sweaty... Why? What? Why? what? <laughs> it's 20 seconds in and you've already been a knobhead. <laughs> Mate, we're about 80 episodes in and I've been a knobhead on everyone. Oh, Justin Jesus. Morehouse is here! Justin Hi. Morehouse is here. Talking about sweaty... <laughs> <laughs> It is warm though, isn't it? Fucking it is. it is warm. It's been warm today, but I've been in the car most of the day. And then... Uh, have you got aircon? Of course I have. <laughs> I think this is 1985. I think he's got a Ford Escort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never talk about anything around Justin's money. He gets a bit like, shut the fuck up. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a working class lad done good. I am. Yeah. But I've that doesn't been... mean he can't have aircon yeah. in his car. Who hasn't got aircon in the car? Like, who hasn't? I don't know. My dad I has been on the dole for like 10 years and he's got aircon in his car. <laughs> Saz, have you got aircon in your car? Yeah, I really want to not have aircon just to sort of win this argument. I don't even know if I'd be winning. I'd be sweating constantly. Yeah. Mate, I would p- fucking weep if I didn't have cruise control anymore. That's how yeah. Tory I've become recently. You know, um, now, whenever I uh, think about getting a new car, all I care about, all I care about is what it's like inside. Yeah. What if it's got CarPlay? It's got to have CarPlay now. Yeah, you're, you're I'm not messing about without having Spotify just there and Waze just there and everything just what's there. What's CarPlay? When you say CarPlay, is that like a fancy Bluetooth? Oh, hang on. Here we are. Do you not know what CarPlay is? This is, no. like, this, this is like a fucking Champions League footballer having a conversation <laughs> with a fucking League One. You know, when Nike sends you the really nice football books, <laughs> you don't have to get them from JJ Sports. No, it, the Apple, Apple CarPlay. Right. So you plug it, so you get in your car, you plug it in all, all, on the newer models now. It just does it on Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. Yeah. And uh, it mirrors your phone onto the car's display. <gasps> right. So it's got a series of apps on there. Oh, that's right, nice. No, yeah, yeah, I, I do know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. But you haven't got it. No, 
Right. I've just bought. I've just bought a second-hand Kia Sportage. It's got two thousand and ten. How long? How long? How old is it? It's twenty seventeen. I'm, I'm sure he's got it on it. You just never found it. No, no, no. The the dash is not that fancy. Like it, it's still got a CD player on it. Right, but, but two thousand seventeen. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? That's but like got- your two thousand seventeen is like your answer phone message. <laughs> oh, did you get that before? Yeah, that joke. Like, have you heard his answer phone message? No, I haven't it changed. Goes, it. Uh, it goes. Well, he always can picks I- the phone up to you, Dan. He always <laughs> picks the phone up. Can I guess? Can I guess what it is that makes yeah. it really two thousand and seventeen? Because he says it's two thousand seventeen. Oh, oh he right. goes- I thought he was going to do a Brexit bit in his answer phone. <laughs> Leave me a message, uh, and I'll try and fifty-two <laughs> percent of me. Might and get back to you. Hey! And he, no, he says, um, he says, it's, uh, it goes, uh, the person who, and he, got, he cuts in then and goes, sorry, it's 2017, who's leaving a message anyway? Oh, you've dated I, your answer I say, phone I message. I say, text me, it's 2017, as if I'm listening to your answer phone message. Oh, it's like talking to the past, isn't it? Yeah. Amazing. I recorded it in 2017 and I haven't felt the need to go back and do a new no. one. I only got a smartphone in 2015. My daughter's answer phone message. She just goes, hi, it's my name, because I'm not going to tell you her name. She goes, hi, it's my name. Uh, leave me a message. I'm not going to ring you back. Like, <laughs> and every time I hear it, I'm like, you're not getting any pocket money. <laughs> you're fucking there. Shit. I'll just yeah. shout up the stairs. Do you, do you leave voice messages generally? Um... Not really. Just for, for work stuff, I would do. But I'm a massive advocate, right? This is one of my things. Is like, I'm a big believer in mirror the method of communication. Mm. Right? These pricks. I started doing that with you, and it drives Jay mad, because you're a voice note cunt, aren't you? You, yeah. you love a voice note. Oh, I like his voice notes. I like communicating like that. I like that. I like it. Yeah. But my missus yeah. hates it, because you're the only person I do it with. Everyone else, I'm a text. Everyone else in my life. But then every now and then, she'll just be in the house she knows I'm not on the phone and I'll just be like hey mate you're like yeah so this blah 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 and she's like will you just text them will you just fucking text them I don't need to hear everything you're fucking saying <laughs> I think it's fair to say that yeah. at the start of this podcast Jay I was one of Jade's favourite Northwest comedians that worked yeah. with Adam I don't think I am anymore no, I no. think there's been an, but I think it's efficient you press your little microphone button yep. you're basically leaving you're having a phone call you're basically having a phone call in your own time. In your own time, yeah. You've got a little bit of, but it's not like it's like tennis where you can have a little think about yeah, it. It's nice, it's fucking beautiful. You do voice notes though, like like a kid writes a book report. You like summarise it all. <laughs> you like, does, he does. <laughs> so in conclusion, <laughs> he'll say often, yeah. He does. But anyway, I, this is how this is how much podcasting I've been doing. I finish a WhatsApp going, uh, we've got a patron, uh, yeah. patreon.com slash have a word pod. So Follow us online. What I was saying is, so I'm a big believer and I'm an advocate for the method, mirror the method of communication. Somebody texts you, text them back. You te- have you ever texted somebody they bring you straight back? Well, it's not that like urgent, mate. If I, you only ring me back if I say ring me because I'm bleeding. Yeah, yeah. That's that. Essentially, you're. If you do that, what you're doing is going. I don't care. I just want to speak to you. Yeah. Like, I'm in the doctor's waiting room. The that's o- why I'm texting you, prick. The only exception is if you're driving. It's important. Yeah, but with Apple CarPlay, <laughs> you, you can reply to the text these. <laughs> text, You can reply with a, a text message. Justin driving around in his fucking Hummer. Just all beige leather, like yeah. uh, phone. Whoever tried to WhatsApp me, I don't drive. Oh. Somebody's. Oh, you, <laughs> <laughs> you, I don't have a Hummer. I've got a Mini. You just see me. I know up. it's I've got beautiful. A mini. Yeah. It's very nice. Really nice. I think that is very considerate communication. Mm. I'm going to throw this out there now. 
If you use Facebook Messenger too much, mm. you're pissing me off. It's mm. a bit nonsense. Yeah. I don't, I don't have let... my notifications on on Facebook no. Messenger. I, I check it like once every three days and there'll be messages. The only people I Facebook message are people I haven't got the number yet for. Oh, it's like, it should really be like relatives that you don't give a shit about. Like yeah. if, you, if you're anti messages, you're like, oh, I forgive you because you don't know what you're doing. I've got a mate who sometimes sends a WhatsApp Sometimes rings, sometimes yeah. text, you can't and sometimes remember. Facebook messenger. You're like, this is fucking weird. Pick somebody, up. somebody needs to get an app which gathers all your messages and puts them in one place. Justin, it's just like your car, isn't it? You've been spoiled by this car. Yeah. Like, I just get in and it knows everything. Yeah. I just want one app that just. It's, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I'm going right. I know that Dan asked me to do this thing, and you know how did he? Is it no? It's not on WhatsApp. It's not on Facebook Messenger. It's not on text. Did he email me? <laughs> and then you're trying to find the actual letter. Yeah. My God, no. he sent oh, an actual letter. Instagram note. You know, uh, like, who's messaging yeah. on Instagram? Instagram messages are to tell someone you like the story. They that's just, it. That, and that, that is it. Yeah. I'm bad with phone calls. I've, I think I've mentioned this before. I, on the pod, I get, like, anxious on the phone. I hate mm. being on the phone. I need, like, uh, unless it's really important and quick and I can deal with that. But, like... If I've got like a phone call with my agents and we've got the same agents, they they know they have to give me a day. I'm ringing you tomorrow about this because if I pick a, an important phone call up, I just oh your last, head's not in it. No, I like last week when I had to cancel that Virgin contract and sort me dad's Sky out that day on the phone at the end of it, like I nearly just downed a bottle of whiskey just to get myself. I have literally it. just remembered a phone call from a few, few weeks ago when we were planning the studio. And we'd been doing WhatsApp messages, and then I rang you, and you were like, "What do you want?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, it must be something. Must be going on with Jade." And now I realise it was like, "You can't. Why are you ringing?" I was like, "This is more efficient." Well, he's I need a lot you younger. Get- he's a lot younger than us, and that they, they don't. They we grew up ringing people. They grew up messaging people. Yeah, my mate Chloe from the Frog is twenty four. Yeah, we did. We did a podcast together. Tried to get that off the ground, and we've become quite good mates. And she has had to tune in to me ringing her because I'll, I'll do a few messages and go, "Oh fuck, I want to find out how you're doing." And ring. And the first couple of times I did it, she answered the phone laughing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's like, "Hello." Yeah. I'm like, yeah. "You're right." She's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. I was like, "I'm ringing you. You can ring On me if phone. you text me to let me know you're going to ring me." Oh yeah, but you're that's you being a bit weird about it. Yeah. As much as I love I, you, I that reckon, is a bit weird. I re- we'll put this out as a poll on the Twitter. I reckon. Most people under the age of thirty-five will agree with me. You better, you better let me know when you're ringing me. Yeah, you, you sound like you do like it's an out-of-hours phone call. Then I get it. Yeah. If it's before nine a.m. and before after, what's the cutoff? Nine p.m. Then for us, there better for be a fucking family no, emergency. I think weekends we're allowed to ring until midnight. Comedians only a comic though. Yeah, yeah. Imagine <laughs> ringing your best mate who's not a comic at ten yeah. past eleven. Like, you're all right, mate. I'm driving yeah. back from fucking Leeds. Like, Do you, I don't give a shit. You know the worst calls I get. My brother, right, who's a bit younger than me. And he's not like me. He likes rugby, right? My brother <laughs> says it all. Says, says it, all. it all. Sums it up. And he'll get pissed on a Saturday afternoon at the rugby with the lads, and then he'll ring me at like six thirty, seven o'clock to like have a like. Why don't you ever fucking ring me? Oh. Why don't you love me? Why oh. are we not tight? I go, because you're the kind of bell end that rings me when I'm on my way to start my working week. Yeah. Do you I mean, know what I mean? I'm in the dressing room of a comedy club. Yeah. And you're like, I just don't think you've been there for me enough. Yeah. I love you, though. You know. I keep just getting tickets to the rugby. Yeah. You never come with me. But he rings me like half six, and I'll just go, not got time for this now. <laughs> Why? Because I'm on my way to work. Like if I rang you on a Tuesday morning at half six when you're in at seven, 
started telling you I loved you when I was pissed. <laughs> that's, a, that's a cry for help, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the other rules is, the other people that are freakiest comics, like you can ring your mates on a Saturday night, and yeah. you know... If you hear the road, it's great. Yeah. As soon as you don't hear the road, you're like, oh shit, you're home already. Yeah, or you've yeah, got a night yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. like, sorry, mate. But uh, my mates who are dads now. Yeah. Any weekday morning, if I'm in the mood for a chat at 20 past seven, I don't even have to preamble. Yeah. I'll ring. And if you rang, and if I rang you at 20 past seven and woke you, that could be the end of this podcast. Yeah. If I ring my mates, Coffee? Ben and Matt, they're like, you're all right, mate. How are you doing? They're, in, they're an hour in, full yeah. of coffee. It's a great chat time to oh, chat. Yes. I don't mind a chat in the car. When I don't have to hold the phone, <laughs> Hang I'm on. in the car. This isn't anxiety; it's just laziness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's something else my generation do. We just say we're mentally ill when really we're just in a mood. <laughs> yeah, Bob. Fucking, I did not appreciate my generation there, Justin. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he lumped you in with e- each other as if no, like he's like younger that. than us. I'd so take that. I'm taking it. Yeah, I'd yeah. take that. You I'm, are young. Yeah. How old are you? 50. 50. Oh, hang on. We're to three different generations here. Well, how old are you? I'm 39. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah. yeah same one. I'll tell you what's funny, though. In comedy. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, sorry. I was just saying. In comedy, <laughs> we've talked about this before, how age just goes out of the window. It's who you start with. It's, no, yeah. but yeah, but that's almost like a soft spot. Yeah. But really, who you can be proper mates with and who you sound with and who you respect, it's all about what you can do in a, a, a gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're 50... I'm 40, he's near, He's not even 30, but if you can smash and you can close and you are shit up, you're like, yeah, you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> you could be 60 and shit, and I'd be like, this guy's a fucking shit. I was talking to somebody the other day about uh, comedians, and um, I've talked to somebody who's not a comedian about somebody. Um, somebody, yeah. Okay, good. I like we're, not, we're pulling punches. Yeah, and uh, no, no, it's that phrase where they go, uh, you know, uh, have you seen Barry Chuckles work? You go, yeah, they go, is he funny? And they go, he's a nice lad. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. brilliant. It's the biggest insult in comedy. Yeah. If you oh, if brutal. you get asked if someone is he's good, all right, is he all right? What's he like? Yeah. He's a nice lad. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. Um, and all the best comedians are cons as well. Yeah, he's <laughs> dead sound. He's dead sound. And then yeah. it's the pause. And then I'm not but, sure. Yeah, but, I won't book but, him. But he's all right for middles. Yeah. Oh, oh. I'd book him because he's good for the green room. Like he's yeah. good chat in the I'd green book room. Him, but I'd have to put him somewhere on the bill. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'd have to. You know. It's it. First after the break. That's uh, the thing, isn't it? We've said. You know, co- comedy has always been like this. It doesn't matter who you know when you're starting out. Doesn't matter what connections you've got. As soon as you're on that stage, doesn't matter if you're. I mean, you could be talking about the industry and about breaks and like TV opportunities and all. We're not talking about that. In terms of the respect of other comics and an audience, once you walk on, if you are good and everyone's laughing, that's it. You, you, it's it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Actually, my father um, knows Don from the comedy store, so I'm actually getting paid weekend work. You're fucking not. No. <laughs> Even Don from the comedy store wouldn't put his son on if he was shit. No. No, and that's and, a beautiful thing. There is a meritocracy to it. There is a kind of, you know, and, and some, you know, talking to break, some people get lucky, some people don't get lucky. Some people get chances and take them, some people don't. But you're right, the acid test, you can't fool an audience. No. So you can't fool comedians and you can't fool owners. Some, you, 
you can you can get four runs off the bat without meaning to sometimes, yeah. can't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, you can get a generous. You can't consistently fool audiences is the right thing. Oh, isn't it? No, That's no. it. You can you can have a good gig with a bad set and as a bad comic, and that audience might just be in a great mood. Maybe the comp is set it up perfectly. Yeah, that guy can't do six weekends in a row of no. that. Oh no, and that's awful when you're at a new comedy night yeah. and you see the light in their eyes. And you're like, I know that light. I've had yeah. that light. And they're like, fucking yes. Yeah. Two years of dying on my hole. But I've fucking done it. And I it was just, it. just it's look, something. Yeah. It was just something in the air where they were on the bill. And they think they've got it. Yeah. And then you see them three weeks later. The and they're best like, thing ah, is when what happened? someone who's been smashing like King Gongo beat the frog. You know, like a new act night where the audience are there knowing it's a new act. Or hot water on a Sunday. New act night. Be dead supportive, guys. Could be the first gig. And someone smashes it six weeks in a row. And then they get like, they get to do like a Thursday middle or like an open spot on a Friday. I remember my first open spot at Jonglers in Leeds. And I'd been doing well at open mic nights for six months to like a year or whatever. And just absolutely stunk the place out. And it's like when. I heard about that. <laughs> I'm sure you did. It's like when Theo Walcott went to the World Cup when he was 16 because yeah, yeah. he'd been smashing it in the underage. And he's like, I'm a fucking World Cup player. And they were like, You're not getting on the fucking pitch, <laughs> yeah. you kid. You're going to be a company on the coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. He's nice lad, Theo Walcott. Yeah, he really, <laughs> he's a really nice lad. Really nice yeah. lad. But his generation, yeah, <laughs> all the other players, like, what the fuck are you on about? It is though. That's a, that is the good thing about. It. It's not like music because it, because we are, you know, and we, I th- me and you talked about this on the phone the other day. It's been very interesting in lockdown for a bunch of people that are supposed to live on their wits, be self-starters, be adaptable. How many have crumbled? Yeah. yeah. How many have just... Get a job, mate. You know, you've got a family. You've got to do this. You've got to do something. And I, and I, and I, I, I hear the whiny sort of love notes to comedy going, oh, I just need... I need to gig. I just need it. It's my life. It's my yeah, lifeblood. And you're like, if comedy was free, though, <laughs> uh, would you do it five nights a week? Yeah, exactly. It's not. You, you no. want to earn money from standing up and talking. No, I don't want to deliver for DPD. I get it. It's not. That's not an easy gig. That's a hard shift. Yeah. What, what did you think about people like doing stand-up in their house? Uh, I did a couple myself. I, I, I mean, depends really on how good it, on how well it's set up. I did Jason Manford's one, mm. and that was great. That yeah. was really good because he had six or seven people and I'd got, and I just did bangers. I just knew what I was doing and I could see them laughing. I didn't have to hear them laughing and I kind of just, got, I knew where the rhythm was of that. Um, I did a first week of lockdown, I did a sort of like corporate kind of gig on Zoom. <laughs> a corporate on Zoom? Yeah. You're the. F- Captain Corporate fucking Will goes into lockdown and he still gets a fucking private. Me and Adam gig. Bloom. Yeah. In his corporate and Adam imagine watching Adam Bloom do his set to silence oh my god yeah that's not Adam Bloom if you've never heard of him is he he's a bit of a legend in British comedy I yeah. saw him on something like Edinburgh uh, 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 Stars of Edinburgh like about yeah. when I was at uni Edinburgh like, Nights Ed- I think it was Edinburgh Nights Beyond yeah. Yeah. or was it something Beyond like that on TV, and he was yeah. a young lad with peroxide blonde hair and his energy was incredible and he's and still he got is, energy, but he's, he's 20 <laughs> years older. And he's got that energy. And he's also, he's an incredible joke writer. He's like all, it's like, an, it's like a panic attack with yeah. punchlines, isn't it? Yeah, so imagine that. And he's also, he's also quite, um, he's not like very domineering or he's still quite vulnerable, isn't he? Like, yeah. But he does not do well when, like, he 
dissects every joke if it's not what it wants yeah, him to yeah. be. He's very like mental and controlling like that. I can only imagine without the audio what yeah. the fuck that sounds like. So we like. had to do this thing where they made it a little bit taskmastery. So the first thing they did, we had to like go into our kitchen and uh, create a picture of the boss using kitchen stuff and film that the day before. So they showed that, that was quite nice. Fuck, what, what? But then there was a bit where they interviewed oh. me, but in the kind of like that, that chat show way going, I believe you went to skiing once. And then, you know, you do your, you do your bit. So that be, be a cunt about it, be like, nope. Adam, Adam didn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam had said, right? Adam had said, I could do a joke about anything. Throw a subject at me, I'll do a joke about it. These were all IT nerds. Oh, God. So they were all going, all right, then, what about the motherboard on the ES3946? Uh, anyway, give me another one. <laughs> it oh, was like, no. yeah. So that was tough. So I did that, and then Jason's was good. I've been doing a few quizzes and bingo games online and stuff, but That's, actual stand-up is weird. Yeah, stand-up requires an audience for me. Yeah. I, we, we said it on the pod, like, I, I, I take my hat off to any comedian trying to diversify and trying to make it work somehow I get it like it's a fight or flight situation but it was just never for me I tried one at, yeah. at hot water on yeah, stage I did, I did one at hot water and it was alright because it set yeah. up nice and there was a four or five on the front row and that was okay we didn't have a front row yeah. because it was the, basically there was a gig meant to happen in the Isle of Man yeah. <laughs> and they were like we still want the gig will you do it remotely yeah. so we were just live streamed into the pub where yeah. they were all sat the story. show do you know about this no and at one point, there was so they so was on funny. a big screen. Like they were oh yeah, the, the Isle of Man bit. Yeah. Oh yo, yours. I thought you was doing it. And they got no, in no, touch with just one. They right. got in touch with Binti to say, tell the compare to tell people to stop talking about <laughs> the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! What's next? Like Binti had to tell him to go. Would somebody move a Vox on Cavalier? <laughs> <laughs> When you're talking about Bloom saying he can do a joke about anything, you reminded me of this lad. I've, I tell this story about once a year when it comes up. There was a lad at Rawhide Raw, which was essentially their version of Beat the Frog. The, yeah. new newest, the newest of the new. Yeah, new act, gong show in Liverpool. And that, it's one of the places I started out. And there was a lad doing impressions. And he's like, I've got hundreds of impressions. Shout an impression out and I'll do it. So someone was like, Robert De Niro, which is the most... Common yeah, yeah. comedian impression. Top twenty-five. You just, yeah, you just yeah. do that and like. It's good that. Oh God, yeah, yeah. good isn't it? Yeah. Do the voice as well. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Like you look like he's having a stroke or coming. Justin, <laughs> towards the end of this episode, if you want to set Adam some impression challenges, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have a little, just muse on that. He is very good. I'll do the now. At, no, no, no. At two. Yeah. <laughs> I have to fight them. He's got two. <laughs> Maybe three. Two and a half. But he literally was like, I'll do any impression. And people were shouting them out to him, and he just couldn't do it. And he kept going, no one wants to hear that one. And he, and he, he, got, he got about 12 heckles before he went, right, Gary Barlow. <laughs> just did one no one had asked for. No. Weird impressions, aren't they? Weird. I'm quite good at them when I, when I put some effort in. But they're weird, aren't they? Fucking the hell. What? We're closing this with some impressions. I love Who can you, you do? Oh, no, we're not. Who can I do? Oh, <laughs> Give him some. <laughs> no, don't. Desmond Tutu. Oh, who's that? Oh, well, God. actually, well, actually, is Mandela's pretty good, and I know that's not the same person, but it's you know near enough. What do I say when I do the Nelson Mandela? I want to live in a world. Oh yeah, <laughs> Man, Mike, I, I can do an impression of you doing it. <laughs> that was my impression of you doing the impression of Nelson Mandela. Oh, oh no, it's pressure now. Oh, he just did his eyes like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when he gets really into the character. His eyes roll. <laughs> We need to come back here. I want to live in a world, white man. What's happened? 
What? Fuck it, what's happened to Nelson? He's <laughs> laughing because of you. Right, come on, be serious. Not just comedy, this podcast. <sighs> Take a breath. Well, do that, do that voice. <laughs> <laughs> you do it. You do the impression of me doing it. <laughs> I want to live in a world where a man and a woman can live together. <laughs> <laughs> that is so Chinese. <laughs> it's gone Chinese, that. I want to a It's a bit like, you know, it's a bit like um, <laughs> Phil Nickel when he does the Only Get Eskimo. And he goes, and the adults from Charlie Brown. <laughs> Look, I think that one's quite good. What else have I done? B- Bane. Oh, it was like darkness is alive. <laughs> that sounds a little bit like know. Nelson Mandela. But... <laughs> I don't know if it's the heat. Yeah. But you fucking. Uh, Christopher Walken. Oh no! Yeah, go on. Let's oh, do it. off piece now. Is a, this is this is a big one. Now, is that it? Could <laughs> <laughs> Nessa from Governor Stacey? Oh Stacey's no, scene? he can't. Go on, <laughs> go on, go on. Oh, <laughs> one word impression. He's a one, <laughs> one syllable. To be fair, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh. oh, Justin, give us a break, will you? I'm trying my best over here. Uh. It, have you seen? <laughs> have you seen the? You let it this bit, won't ha, you? No, this is the best bit. The, the Nutty Professor. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Right. When Eddie Murphy plays the mum of the family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is good. This is his fucking closer. <laughs> it's not even. Come on. <laughs> Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> no, it's good. It. it is pretty good. <sighs> One can of the, can uh, you do any? Uh, when I was little, I used to do uh, two impressions, and uh, my mum would come back from the pub and bring people round and get me to come downstairs and do them first gig stand on the table and do them oh my god what were they in my pyjamas <laughs> borderline child abuse but yeah. it's also the start of a successful both career. of them were from the north of Ireland but they were from <laughs> dev- very different ends of the not the political spectrum but the entertainment spectrum okay so the first one I did was the uh, father of a colleague of ours <laughs> Roy Walker no oh uh, Jimmy, Cricket. Jimmy Cricket Moulds his dad a, I got a letter from my mother <laughs> Come here and there's more Okay I remember you I've had a gas uh, I've had my teeth taken out And a gas fire put in You'll not recognise the house When you come home Because we've moved That's but nice used, When That's I was little It was alright How did you make the first bit About a letter Sound like something to do With the troubles then I got a letter from you bro <laughs> Yeah yeah It sounded yeah, like a really Effeminate do. IRA like Roy was, uh, was Reverend Ian Paisley Northern Ireland will never succumb to the violence of the IRA. Why can you only do Northern Irish impressions? I don't know. It's not very good. What kind of kid can do an Ian Paisley impression? The kind of kid, the kind of kid that, the kind of kid that was obsessed with the news, obsessed with the news when I was a kid. Of a period between 1978 and 1985. I can tell you about uh, the Yorkshire Ripper. I can tell you about <laughs> Jeffrey Bamber. I was a paper boy and I used to read all the papers. I loved the news when I was a kid. I, 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 I want to see your fucking parents mates in the pub. Oh, come back. back to ours. I just him, right? He does a great Ian Paisley. And if you want to know anything yeah. about the rapes in Yorkshire, he's yeah. fucking well up on it, mate. I, I would, honestly, I know and there's I no footage. And I love light entertainment. And I love light entertainment as well. There's no... All right. Just yeah. like, no, no, I did it for a reason. A I would segment. love to see a kid on a coffee table at fucking 10pm <laughs> on a night. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we'll tell you about the rapes on their name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable! Never, never, <laughs> never! And all the parents go, ah, you know, give me some money. <laughs> so a, a bit. French gig, yeah. 
Well, kiss me. It is, it's free to get out and it's not free to get out. Get down. That's what he shouted downstairs. Fucking yeah, yeah. hell. So I used to, that's the two impressions oh. used to do. Fucking political satire from and a six-year-old. Come here. And Come here. More. And there's more. How old were you? Like six? Uh, no, a bit old. About 15, 16. Oh, okay. No, was, uh, oh. I was probably about 10, 11, 12, something like that. Oh, right, yeah. okay. Oh, that's less weird than a five-year-old yeah, just doing before, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. Ten. J- uh, Jimmy Cricket is our friend Kate Mulgrew, who's a brilliant comedian. It's her dad. Yeah, yeah. And it's... It's he's like exactly how he was on TV. I don't remember him from TV. TV, right? Just you? about, but obviously you, I've seen the clips and everything. Yeah, and I think my, my I remember. So I think he might have been in a panto I, I was at when I was really young. Yeah, and we've met him. I've met him as an adult. He's one of the the nicest. The nicest. Like, he's the nicest guy, but he's always doing his stuff. Yeah, like he's, a, doing a, he's a gag guy. Yeah. And he did a speech at Katie and Lee's wedding as a father of the bride. He just did 20 minutes. Yeah. I am not joking. <laughs> everyone's there at the fucking reception, and everyone's doing. There's been a speech from someone else, and now. Damien far, Larkin was there. Far, he wasn't invented. Yeah, really. Right. We had a mate just turn up true. and go. Oh yeah, yeah. we had chair up at the table. We had we had a friend from comedy just That's turn up and go. Well, you said uh, six pm, and I'm here because he's on yeah. the spectrum. Because the idea was that we all went to watch the wedding, and then they said, uh, you know, selected guests were all dayers, but the majority of people go off and get something to eat, and then we'll see you at the evening reception. It just didn't play that. He game. just turned up. She had to ask him to leave her own wedding. Oh, it's so funny. That's so funny. Her dad yeah. did. He's got tw- no social skills, Damien. I no. remember. Where, you know, every year <laughs> Poor old Larkin's getting a slamming No, I, like, he, he's funny but he's, he's a nice lad <laughs> <laughs> He came on the Liverpool Comedy Christmas Nights House We we do that every year And a couple of years when ago When do you do it? Where do we do it? No, when? Uh, Christmas Just before after, Christmas before or, or January oh, right. Depending on the And he came, Rob Thomas has organised it We went to this uh, place called Patterson's in Liverpool Which is like a, a, fat, a hipster KFC fried chicken and shit, and this hipster <laughs> 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 fried chicken. Yeah, so like, nice. All right. it's it's just KFC, but it's six quid more expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this girl, he'd arrived like we'd all all ordered, and she come over and was like, uh, right, which one? He was like, I'll have uh, the the chicken strips with chips, and she was like, right, for your chips, you just want normal chips, curly fries. Curly fries with sour cream on, and he just handed her the menu. Didn't look at it and went, I don't want any nonsense. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Do you know sometimes when you watch someone... You know, talk, about, uh, talk about weddings and that. And Alfie Joey's wedding, he's doing a speech at his own wedding, and he went, the wife has said that I'm not allowed to sing at, uh, because I don't, she don't want me to sing at the wedding, and he loves to perform. And he went, but I'm only going to get married once, so... And he started singing, and he started singing something like, fly me to the moon, or something like that. Halfway through, he goes, ladies and gentlemen, on saxophone... Mr. Jimmy Cricket and Jimmy Cricket came out from behind a curtain playing the saxophone <laughs> the it was amazing <laughs> I love stuff like that I love it like with, with I mean Damien Larkin being on the spectrum is entertaining but just comedians just not being able to switch it off yeah like if if you give us something that sort of looks like a gig you find yourself like rising to the challenge like I've been at like a kid's birthday party my niece's birthday party and I've been like sat on a step and everyone's been sat round 
and then they're like oh Dan's a comedian and I can feel the yeah. sort of like you've got to justify that you're a comedian and that's like, like I'm like oh I'm doing I feel like I'm going for laughs here your like it, moves and, it, and then in your head you're like shut up Dan don't be a fucking gig whore but you're like <laughs> what's this my, guy uh, doing my mother-in-law and father-in-law are ballroom dancers and uh, they t- they they were very good, and they they won like national seniors, and they were decent at it, yeah. And that every year or so they put on a show, and them and all their mates who dance, they put on a big show, and loads of people come, and they raise thousands for um, uh, Christie's for the cancer hospital, and they're good good people. They work really hard. They make all the costumes. It's a it's a labour of love, okay. And they ask me like, would you compare? And every year I go, I don't want. Because, like, I'm a commit, you know, and all that. And eventually you do, because that's the right thing to do. And when I do it, I love it, right? And it's really, really nice. And it's a good skill to get, because there's little kids there, and there's old people. It's a nice comparing thing. But there was one, you know, when you do that thing where you get something off the cuff, and you think, that's a great bit. You know, it's a great bit. I did a bit there that I'll never be able to use. And it's one of my favourite jokes I've ever come up with impromptu. They did the Moulin Rouge ensemble, all these 65-year-old women... Nah, 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 showing the knickers and everything. <laughs> and I went back and I went, there you go. Just to prove the old saying, just because you can can doesn't mean you should should. <laughs> <laughs> so hard not to. It's so hard not to, and it? You've got that instinct of, yeah, like, yeah. just make it funny, just make it funny. It's awkward in a green room sometimes, though, isn't it? When you, when you just, as comics, just having like comic banter, green room chat, talk, and just getting it out. Yeah. And then a comic decides. Freddie's bad for that. I don't know we slag him sometimes, but he, he does it all the time. You'll be having a good little chat, and he's silent for like two and a half minutes just listening, and then you just hear him go, it's like... Oh, no. <laughs> it's that tone, and I go, ah, it, shut when, up. When he gets an analogy wrong, he <laughs> fucking crashes it into the ground, and you're like, mate, that was not necessary. That's like a <laughs> swan going into a river, but with its wings behind its head. <laughs> He did a bit of that, Freddie. I, I love Freddie. He did it. We've been playing a lot of poker online, and he's been doing a little bit of that because we're on the Zoom chat. Like, and Jamie Hutchinson will just go, Freddie, you try to do a bit. And he goes, uh, yeah. Well, uh. Yeah, but Freddie's socially aware enough to know that it's not allowed, so he will pipe down. Yeah. Damien Larkin is so on the spectrum. Not only does he turn up at weddings and try and get free meals when he's definitely been told not to, he does that, trying to, he tries to compare. He, we've been on one of those Chris, Christmas comedy nights out with comedians in Manchester. There's 15 professional comedians sat around a table, and you have to tell him to sit down because he's up to fucking comparing, like with his drink in one hand, pointing at the others, like he's headlining. And he's like, yeah. mate, you're not even a comedian. I love you. <laughs> but you're a promoter that compares his own gigs. You're in front of 14 fucking murderers. Yeah. And you're going, oh, this is my time? Is this on? No! We're in a fucking bar. You know, the worst bar. thing in the green room is the mate, somebody's mate coming sitting in and thinking that they have to try and be funny. Oh, it's the worst oh, thing. Muggles. Yeah. Adam calls them muggles. Yeah, muggles. When, when, they, when they bring a muggle into the green room. At Christmas, someone we've mentioned on our podcast before, I won't name them because I don't want the person, if they ever listen to be embarrassed or anything, but someone at Christmas brought their old friend who they used to be in a band with and he was drunk when they arrived and he was in the green room he stayed to play poker with us and it was just a constant attempt at being funny <sighs> to five comedians and a comedy club owner and he kept going out for a drink or a ciggy like 
every two minutes so it was disrupting the game of poker oh I'm going for another drink just deal me out of this one or put me put me blind in or whatever and we're like Ugh. and in the end he was just sat there like I'm really really sorry I was like what and then for the rest of the Christmas run we're like your dad coming tonight you're bringing your dad again bring his dad no oh. but he acted it was, like a dad. It was your dad. Your yeah. dad. It was his dad. Do you know what I love that though? Is it's pressure because they feel like and with like most comedian, most green rooms are not wisecracking. Hey, you know, it's sometimes it can be fun. You know, yeah, a lot yeah, of the time yeah. it's dull as fuck, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> most of the time, I'll just sit and listen. Me, I like to listen and then pipe up. No, you're a right piss taker in a dressing room. You are. You are, yes, you are, you are just in. You're not. I'm not saying you're loud or anything, but if any, you are. Fu- you're fun in a dressing room. You're not passive aggressive. You're not a cunt about it. Do you know what he done to you're, me the first time? You're always I having a little needle, mate. We rip. We basically roasted Freddie Quinn the last time we saw him. He turned. I know it wasn't a dressing room, but it was. A, it was virtually a dressing room. I was wearing shorts, an orange hoodie, oh. cycling shorts. I looked a bell end, <laughs> and you went, "What the fuck are you wearing?" And then Freddie turned up, looking like a fucking gypsy with <laughs> shit on his shoes. And I'm not joking, you roasted him for fucking five minutes straight, and I was having such a good time. And Freddie was there going, oh, this is like when a swan comes out of a muddy pole. You absolutely, so you don't know. be like, I just sit there and I listen. I'm, I'm just a people, but oh, you're right. pretty good. I'll tell you this right now. Do you remember the first time we gigged together? No. Manchester Comedy Store, right? Mm-hmm. This is like 2011 or 12. <laughs> It was only the second club outside of Hot Water, obviously, they built from whatever. But I'd done one open spot at Jonglers, which went horribly wrong. And this was the second club I'd got into as like a Thursday 10-minute tryout. John Warburton was on, and he was still in the green room with us. And you were comparing. And I can't remember who else, who did that come. But it was a Thursday night. I had like five minutes. And the only other gig I'd done... As I say, it was Jonglers and Kane Brown, who is on our soundboard, and he'll come on someday. And it's not his fault, but he was comparing Jonglers, and he'd gone on and gone right. Your next act's a, a, a new act, and um, <laughs> no, I'm doing your voice for Kane Brown. Your next act's a new act. Come all the way from Liverpool, and a group of manks booed me because they were there on a stag doing yeah, leads. Yeah, yeah. I went on and had one of the worst gigs I've ever had. So I come up to you in Manchester, and I went to I just and you're right. He's like, yeah, yeah. How, how you doing? I was like, just wondering if you'll do me a favour. Uh, you went, yeah, what is it? And I went, well, when you introduce me, will you just not mention, A, that I'm from Liverpool, or B, that I'm a new act, because um, I've had a bad experience with it. And you, to make John Warburton laugh, went, right, listen, son, I'm the compere of the comedy store. You don't fucking tell me how to host this gig. <laughs> and didn't break eye contact with me at all. Like, and second of all, no, I won't tell him you knew, because that's not the fucking done thing, is it? And he walked away. And then John Warburton, after you'd left, burst out laughing. I was like, he's only taking the piss, you know. And I'm this shaking like a shitting dog, new act scouting. And how did I bring you on? What did I do? I can't remember. I didn't. I, I never say new act me when I bring a new act on. No, you know, you know. I back announce it. I back announce well, it. You can't say you're not a fucking piss taker. Yeah, you are a bit of a piss taker, just to. <laughs> you know that about me. Who, you come on, come on. And this is like we. I think all good comics like a bit of piss day. But there are some dressing. I see some bills on the confirmation. Yeah. If I see certain names, I'm like, this is gonna be fucking brutal. You do not want to turn up last, because if Justin Morehouse. 
Mick Ferry, uh, Matt, together? Matt Reed. I, I see some names. I'm like, oh my god, don't be the last dickhead who turns up. <laughs> Danny Mac. He sits there like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking praying mantis in like yeah. Nike Air Max. Oh my god! It, and you walk in, and you literally just before they open open the door, you're like, breathe in, you'll be fine. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but that's, and it's fun. But you it's only do fun. that with people you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh totally. Yeah. You only do that with but people it, you like. It's still fun, and but there is a moment. Take it, and you want it back as well. I love it when people take the piss out of me. I just like to go like, ah, all right, you've got me. Yeah, I like it. It's yeah, fun. laugh it off. I tell yeah. you what, I hate is the people like, hey mate, how you doing? You're right, yeah. brilliant. I think you're going to be great. And you know, they're just one of them cunts that slags everyone off. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather. It's always the people who take the piss and have a joke and like yeah. rip you in front of your face who are sound. It's those snidey fuckers who are like, I thought you were absolutely brilliant. Let me just finish this that, tweet real that was quick. Yeah. Top. That was top, that was yeah. just really great. Like you've done really well, mm. mate. You should be really happy with that. You know, <laughs> I mean, my favourite, really my favourite thing to do is when somebody comes off after storming it, right? When they yeah. walk in, I go. <laughs> <laughs> Next <laughs> time, down, they just go. What? I go. Next was time. it? Was it? Was it? Was it out that? Unlucky. You get him next time. Oh, the worst part is when somebody comes off after rinsing it, and you go, "That was brilliant." And they go, oh, "It was all right." No, mate. Take no, the compliment. Yeah. I, your face morphed into Danny McLaughlin, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't move it, me. Don't move it. Don't move it. Don't stun. Don't want the footy. Not like the Don't footy anymore. Don't Guys, like what comedy. Are we doing? I'm gonna have to edit this out. <laughs> Why? Because oh, you know what he's like. I'm gonna make it the fucking clip. Oh, don't. <laughs> He'll have his first period. He's not gonna listen to this. <laughs> Doesn't even fucking retweet it when he promises he will. Right, well, if you haven't heard of any of them white cisgendered males, yeah. uh, please check all of their online games. Well, don't gigs. let us get onto the fucking women in this game, mate. Meh, meh, meh. You can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's the clip. <laughs> What's happening, lids? Today's sponsor is Beer 52. Beer 52 is the UK's most popular craft beer discovery club. If you're into your beers, your ales, your stouts, Beer 52 is the place for you. They've teamed up with Have A Word, this podcast, baby, to give our listeners a free case of eight beers. You will get eight beers, an award-winning beer magazine, and a tasty snack. You just pay the $5.95 postage. You can pause or cancel your membership to this discovery club at any time, but until you do that, they're going to keep sending your beers they're gonna send you a different theme every month previous themes have included germany california belgium korea new zealand south africa and many many more every month you'll get a new theme of beers sent to your house and i'm telling you right now i signed up for this a few months ago myself and i ain't been canceling anything i'm still tippling away just go to beer52.com slash word and claim your free case now that's b-e-e-r-5-2.com slash w-o-r-d do it now baby Please, go get yourself some free stuff on us. Don't forget to watch our very funny podcast videos on YouTube. You can subscribe at youtube.com forward slash have a word pod. Do you want to do Would You Rather, old boy? What have you got? Mm. Oh, you're all right. Rich, Richard Peel. Richard Peel has sent us a Would You Rather. Oh, Richo. Oh, Peelo. Peelers. Peely. Dick Peel. Oh. Oh, yeah, Dick Peel. <laughs> oh, Richard. He's heard it before, but we've just discovered it. Uh, would you rather watch all your partner's previous sexual experiences or have them watch all of yours with the would you rathers? You can't go, fucking neither. That's not the point. You've got to engage. This is one of my strengths, is I'd really ra- getting I'd, into these. I'd rather they watch mine. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. I have no interest in them 
in watching anybody else touch anybody else that I want to touch. Yeah. That, that cuckolding thing. Oh, I just, I could not imagine that. It's very popular, the old cuckold porn, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it just, it's, for me, it's just the weirdest thing that... What you're saying is, I am pathetic. See, I watch it sometimes, but I imagine I'm the guy fucking her. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That does not fucking surprise me. Adam's watching you. Yeah, I've got you. Adam, yeah. you're never going to be the guy that gets asked to come round. I don't know, you know. Adam, Adam's got in a his few inboxes like, that might surprise you. I'm definitely the black guy that's just knocked on the front door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think cuckold porn is one of those really no, weird like new strains. It makes me feel sad. You know why? I the the actual your men are watching go oh my god that husband how must he be feeling I can completely disconnect to that because porn is so naff and I and I do this when I'm watching films or period dramas you know when they're like clearly doing something that's stressful the scene yeah. and you're meant to be watching it going oh my god I can't believe it there's like a fight in the fucking the plaza but all I think is fuck me I bet that was a really hot day's filming in that Spanish te- like square yeah. and I'm watching all the extras sweat you, you know they're on the fifth take and I do it with porn some bellend has to come in they've got the male porn star the female porn star and the least important knobhead is the fat white dude who the Jeff can you come in yeah, yeah. these are ready they're prepped to go uh, Leon is ready to go so it just is a matter of time yeah. so just look fat fucking pathetic and sad actually you've nailed it alright on, on you go just pop yourself on the See, end I'm of the bed and look tearful like, where they've cast oh. them I'm talking about like snapchat cuckold porn like there's like Snapchat porn where it says like across the screen like doesn't your girlfriend look good sucking my dick and I'm like yeah that's my video <laughs> oh uh, we're talking about the fully filmed like there's a guy in the there's in the scene and sometimes there's a guy with little glasses on going oh and they make them they make them they can tell the directors like Jeff right now really lean in and look at like wow that's a big dick and th- and they get him like Oh, makes me feel sad I know but I feel sad for the dude who's playing the fat so you're loser. saying you'd be quite happy if, well not quite happy but your your partner seeing everything you've ever done sexually yeah, would, would I rather that that's what I would rather right this is my problem this sounds really arrogant mine would be a longer watch and I don't think I could put Laura through that because I've been a bit of a uh, uh, little fucking dirtbag in my time see I think I I would be absolutely horrified, as Justin says, to watch Jade's show real. It's good, right? <laughs> <laughs> Damien Larkin's in it. Like, Hello, <laughs> 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 it's this He's got a big dick. He's headlining. <laughs> but some of the the nights I've had, yeah, and some of the San Marinos. Right, we were talking about this. Your sexual history is a bit like England caps. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you start off with, like, an Albania away and, like, a San Marino where you knew you shouldn't have scored eight, but you did, and they were like, Lars, you've scored so many. I've liked you and everything. You can score more if you like. You know, like that, it's it's a bit grim. I I think if you could get your head around watching your, your partner get banged, if you could get your head around that, it wouldn't end the relationship. I think Laura would be half an hour into that fucking epic and be like, you did that, you fucking disgusting. Yeah, yeah, Why see, that's that? exactly Are there what things that you have never done with Laura that you've done with other people? <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. I mean, the answer's yes. Yeah, because you'd just say no, wouldn't you? You know, this all the time. Then no, it's like, no, no, I need to think. You don't need to My think. generation needs to think. Yeah. 
no I think I might have done but it uh, might be interesting that she'd say I saw you do that do you want else to do it and it might might be good for you I'd just like to have sex again Justin do you know what I mean we're just at that point so now. there's nothing you don't think there's anything you done when you were single no I think look when Laura and I we had a she listens to the podcast and she recently Who? told me Laura told, you told me you've pissed on someone in oh, the shower oh for god's sake <laughs> you've never pissed I on Laura I forgot about that I fuck <laughs> I'm not even allowed to poo with the fucking door open <laughs> oh no I did yeah sorry so there you go I you... forgot about that what because they asked you to oh, no, you didn't fucking shock them with it. They're like, what should we watch? We've got a couple of choices of DVDs. And they're like, oh, why? Why are you weeing on me? It's on my mum's rug. It's like a... It's, some, just a, a it's just a grim memory. A comedian weed on my leg once. <laughs> right. What? Another man. Yeah. <laughs> why? For a laugh. <laughs> Archie Kelly. Wow. Why? We were on the set of Phoenix Nights and uh, we walked down a <laughs> corridor... And they just went, uh, hold it there, because they were going for a take. And we all stood silently, we stood behind me, and I just felt my leg getting warm. And he peed on my leg. Just for the fuck of it? Yeah. I mean, that's so funny. But you, hang on. How did you react? I couldn't, because I couldn't make a noise. You're, you're on the set of a major TV comedy show. One of the made, most successful British sitcoms With of all one time. of the best-known fucking lunatics in Peter Kay. Yeah. Like... In charge of it. But we were, how we were actually on this, so we are just next to it. Oh, right. I thought you were on set. I thought it was like, how annoyed would the director be if oh, they no, were because like, I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, I just wet my leg. But not on set. You weren't about to film a scene. We were walking towards the scene and he stopped. I'm like, what are you doing? He's on like, your leg. On. <laughs> he's like, he's a weirdo. He's, yeah, he sounds it. He is. I don't know if you know the stories about him. Like, this thing, like he picked his mate up for five aside, right? Every week for about six months. And put the, the, it was winter, but put the aircon on full cold and just said, I, there's nothing I can do, mate, it's broke. Well, I'm shaking every day. Why? He just, just did. He was going out with a girl. He used to live next to Bernard Manning, right? He used to live next to Bernard Manning. And he was going out with this girl and he used to leave the condom on Bernard Manning's car windscreen. <laughs> What's going on? Weird, isn't it? Have you done? Have you done? I can't, I can't, I can't, can't comprehend people. Archie Kelly. Yeah, the only thing devil. I do. Have you ever weed on anyone? No. My only, brother weed on me once. What's going on? 1976, Man United lost the FA Cup You doing your Ian Paisley impression. <laughs> yeah. I'm lying on the bedroom floor crying and my brother peed on me from the top bunk. Just for a laugh. Yeah, I can feel it to cheer me up. You know now that there's two stories though, it's starting to feel like it might be <laughs> your, you, do you know what I mean? Might be my king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, you're not really hiding enough anyway. No. I, well, I'll tell you this now that I've ne never desired it. Well, yeah, it's easy no. to say that, though, isn't it? Well, like, I'm saying there's, it. There's two stories. Gotta believe me. Just, you know, <laughs> um, I, I do prank Carl. Whenever Carl's flying, I send him, like, text messages saying, like, bomb, terrorism, nuclear thing, because then I'm always, like, if, like, an airport security guy sees his phone over his shoulder you fucking and prank. there's loads of that, then he'll get, like, fingered and... <laughs> that, like they'll have a look up of his bum or something. Okay? Fucking oh. bell end. That's how terrorists do it. Just a reminder there. Bomb. Yeah, I just. I, but like, you can't even say it in the airport. If you've got six text messages going, can't wait to blow this plane up. Bomb. Nuclear weapons. No, I do. You know what you need to do, mate. You know what you need to do. Use voice notes. <laughs> <laughs> do one of your great impressions. Make it Middle Eastern. Yeah. Why? Because it sounds like the current uh, crop of terrorists. Oh, right. Okay. 
No, I, honestly, you want me to do your Ian Paisley? <laughs> I don't do Ian anymore. Do you get that? Do you get the uh, do you get the urge to shout bomb at an airport? Yeah, genuinely, because as soon as I know I can't, yeah, yeah there yeah. is an urge to be like in your head. You're like the worst possible thing you could do now is shout bomb. Yeah, then, I said out loud like, to oh. Jade I, when we were flying back from JFK, New York. I said to Jade, "Isn't it weird that you can't say bomb at the airport?" While we were at the airport <laughs> And Jay was like Are you fucking Are you stupid I was like what she went You've just said it in the sentence And I didn't realise what I'd done <laughs> I can't, You can say the word can't you No No but, no, if but they, I mean If like a, a member of airport security Sees you say the word bomb You'll be taken for a chat Yeah And knowing that But if you got a bomb You said highly likely That you're going to be like Double bluffing Yeah but they don't like Oh yeah that's, they don't a, just, that's how they don't Airport security you, work innit? They don't just give you The benefits of the doubt that, that, I love that thought thought process. Yeah, this guy looks like a really evil-looking terrorist. He's wearing all the terrorist garb, yeah. and he's like really, he's muttering under his breath. But that's too obvious for a terrorist. <laughs> I mean, no terrorist be that obvious. So he's obviously yeah, just maybe. a bit of a prankster. Come from central casting terrorists. There's a guy yeah. running through Terminal 1 saying, death to the West, and he's <laughs> he's got a machine gun, but I feel like he'd be hiding it. <laughs> Let that one go. Let that one go. One go, not fucking stupid. Oh. oh god, I can't believe we talked about weeing so much. Uh, I am so hot, I'm getting boob sweat. Should we do a, a, a have a word and then call this a this, podcast? This a podcast? Yes. Sam Maguire, Sam Maguire, journalist, football guy, massive Liverpool fan. You'll love him. Just he's a good lad. Afternoon, fellas. I need use. He's scouts. I need use to have a word with my wife. She'll sit in the conservatory, wrapped up in a throw, with the aircon on. She then gets ultra defensive whenever I mention it. <laughs> I realise I'm channeling my inner da, <laughs> but it's literally the biggest waste of money. She says she's trying to find the perfect temperature, but I can't wrap my head around the logic. This isn't a one-off either. Sometimes she'll walk around in a vest and shorts, claiming to be cold, making me shut all the windows while I slowly melt into a puddle of sweat. Am I in the wrong, tar lads? No, he's not. This is this is typical of uh, a partner isn't it just no I need it like this and like that and like that if it's cold turn the fan on and open the window or one or the other but you can't you can't you can't be wrapping your, it's just a waste of fucking money no it's it's one thing to be uh, I'm cold and but been like in a t-shirt and shorts and be like I need to turn the heating up you're like well that's not the appropriate clothes but to have Are you the saying air, put a jumper on? But ha- yeah. yeah, but have the to have the aircon on on a hot yeah. day in a conservatory. And then wrap up. That's fucking weird. Just I don't, have- I don't even mind if Jade's like in a t-shirt and shorts and she's like I'm cold. I won't go like oh we'll put a jumper on then. She can put the heating on then. I understand she, not what she can put the heating on. <laughs> I, she can put it on. She's allowed. <laughs> I, I don't. I'll give her the code. I don't mind her not wanting an extra layer on. I don't mind that. But you can't wrap yourself up and then be like. Oh, too I'm far. too warm and yeah. then turn the aircon on. That's just, it's the wrong way around. Yeah, you shouldn't be wearing a heavy roll putting aircon on. Environmentally. I feel like you've got, you've got like teenage kids, haven't you? Yeah. It's a whole new world of like, because Laura and I, it's so unsexy because you're like, I do want to get laid. 
but I do need you to do this with the recycling. And she's like, could you start doing that with the toothbrush? And it's like yeah. unsexy in it. So you don't want to be the bell end who's like, listen, we need to talk about the heating. Don't just fucking whack it up to 22, leave it at 20, let yeah. it do the work. It's so unsexual, but you still need to say it. I feel like once Etta is older, it's a whole nother world of pain where you're like, oh God, someone's got control over the fucking heating that you're paying for. I spend a lot of time going like that. Oh really? Every time I walk past it. Just, just pop, changing it a bit. Just pop it, it down. Pop it down one. Just take it down two. See, I'd, I, I, I'd, I've said this before. I'd quite happily in winter, snowing outside, window open, t-shirt and shorts. But then you can always warm yourself up. It's very hard to cool yourself down. Yeah, I hate being too hot in winter. Yeah, I in just hate house. being too hot. <laughs> yeah, I get Close, it. Close. Yeah. Do you even with? I mean, the, you know, do you even have to touch it, or do you not have it on a phone? Or no, not at the minute. No, not. Do you want to have one console that you just have on your really expensive fucking Sony fourteen? When I just go, iPhone, I just go. iPhone fourteen. House, make me comfortable, <laughs> Jeeves. No, I've not got all that set up. I will do, but um, you know, John Thompson, he does impressions as well. He's got like, <laughs> as well, yeah, as well as you. <laughs> you know the Alexa thing. He's got a brilliant thing. So he's got his lights all set up, lamps in his bedroom, and he goes, he goes, Alexa, play a storm, right? And this music comes on and it starts rumbling, and you can hear the water. When the lightning comes, all the lights flash on and off. It's like really good. Fuck. And it's oh. the same as when you're lying in bed in the storm at night. You can you can have it on and you create a storm in your right. house. That is literally what happens when you give immature bellends millions <laughs> of pounds. John Thompson has done fucking brilliantly. Yeah. He's had a blinding career, cold feet, all of the things he's performed in. And it's basically got him to the point as a 50-year-old man going, tell you what, Justin, you know what I've got? I've got a computer storm that comes on yeah, so I can scare women. <laughs> I love it. It's great. It's comforting. <laughs> How much of a fucking narcissist do you have to be like, I'm having a storm wank. Fucking just as the lightning follow the yellow big road. That's a piss. Anyway, pod done. I'm so sweaty. Have we got a song today or no? I've got boob sweat. You know, do your impressions. He's done him. Is that all you can do? Right. Yeah. We could we could fire one little thing we do at you if you want. Yep. So, um, you've got an audition. You're an actor, successful actor, and you you've been brought in. Yep. And basically, they want you it's a very specific role. Yeah. So it's just something about the way you look. The writer he had it in mind. Yeah. So we want you to improvise a scene. Yeah. As a Mexican car parking attendant. Yeah. <laughs> whose dog has just died. Okay. So if you could just do that for us now, mate, that's ridiculously hard. <laughs> He's yeah, he's a he's a successful actor. Yeah, Justin, thanks so much for coming to have a word acting studios. Anytime you want, and try not to be racist. My dog has died. <laughs> wow, straight to the point. Love it. But I have to come into work because I am a poor Mexican man. Oh, okay. I have no money. I have to make sure that I park the cars, and every car I park. <laughs> okay, you're not quite right for this role. No, um, give me another one. But, but there, there is another one uh, that we think you could, yeah, you, you could be good for. So, um, da- Daniel, would <laughs> would you like to show me what this one is? Um, Seventy-two year old yeah. German window cleaner. Yeah, that's as good. Yeah, I clean the windows. It, this is a see. There's a bit too much oomph there. Remember, he's an old man. Seventy-two. 
And he's only cleaning windows yeah. because he's recently widowed. He's gone back to work. Okay. Uh, this is good. I clean the window now. I used to work for the BMWs. <laughs> and uh, now so that my wife died, I would sit in and I would look out of the windows and just think, I should be on the other side like Bella, my wife. Would, I, oh, God. It's like I'm waving to her. My... Why does he make them all so sad? <laughs> makes them all so died. sad. His dog's just died. Hey, you've got a Mexican with a dead dog. And a German okay. with a... A South Korean woman. Oh, oh no. No, no. No, no, that's not fair. Chinese. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Um, how about a Canadian... I'm not very good at accents. <laughs> He's being a dick. Give me some... I'll do an English guy, but give me a scenario and I'll do that. Okay. I can't believe you. A brummy... Oh God! Right, he's just won the lottery. Brilliant! But he's also there's a warrant out for the arrest. His arrest because someone got murdered and they think it was him. Brilliant! <laughs> hey, I, honestly, that's made me more sweaty. The pressure that, that yeah, yeah, we yeah, just yeah, put yeah, just yeah. in under you really going deep on the character, yeah, yeah. And, the, and it's the only it's one that's not had a death. And yeah. all his no, family no, dead. <laughs> somebody. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah. There's been another Slightly death. Obsessed. Welsh <laughs> bricklayer. Yeah. Who's ran out of bricks? Yeah. Oh, it's my bricks. <laughs> we'll have to go to Travis Perkins. That. that sounds more like Nelson Mandela than your <laughs> Nelson Mandela. Uh, Shall I tell you my Nelson Mandela anecdote? This is my favourite. Oh yeah, thing. close it out. It's close not, it not out. Nelson Mandela. No, no. This is the. Like, we talk about comedians in dressing rooms and things like that that goes on. We talk about that, weren't we? Joking in dressing rooms. You say that, and I said that I'm not a piss taker. About eight, nine years ago, I'm comparing the charity night at a comedy store in London. There's loads of comics in the room, but I'm comparing, so like, I'm, you know, door opens and in walks Eddie Izzard, wow. right? And everybody goes, oh my God, it's Eddie Izzard, Eddie Izzard. Mm. And he goes, ah, hello everybody, you know. He goes, I left a book here the other day, I was in here, I left the book. And everybody's going, uh, is it under it, Eddie? Is it behind? Everyone's trying to really help him out, right? And he goes, he goes, I says, what book was it? And he goes, oh, it's a biography of uh, Nelson Mandela. And I said, well, maybe he's taking a long walk to freedom. <laughs> and he just went, oh, a joke. That's what you thought was needed here. Oh, God. Oh, I went, you pissed Eddie's hat off? Yeah, and I went, yeah, 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 he did. <laughs> and then about a week later, I saw him again at the comedy store and he came in. Because it made me feel really weird, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he came in, and there was nobody else there. And I said to him, I said, oh, you know, we had this thing the other day. And I said, and I felt a bit weird about it, because, you know, I like, grew up buying, your, you know, videos, you know, and all that. And the, I just felt like I could upset you, and I didn't want to do that. And he could have gone, you know, ah, I was, I was yeah, busy. Yeah, yeah. Or he could have gone, you know what? You was being a bit of a bell end, but you know what he said? Oh, I can't remember. And I went, oh! Whoa! <laughs> Painful oh, shit. Hard, isn't it? The pressure when there's a fa like really famous comic and you're like, just please be all right. So I feel like that's more so of an Eddie Azard to... story than Nelson Mandela story. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Nelson Mandela never came into comedy store looking for an Eddie Azard book. <laughs> I tipped up left my DVD. <laughs> you're not going to pull him up on that one? Yeah. Was that good, was it? That was quite good. I said, I left my DVD. Uh, I want to live in a world where. Eddie is hard. One day there will be a Liverpoolian woman on stage in Liverpool. There you go. That's yeah, nice. Um, um, I'm so hot. It's been a pleasure. I've loved talking to Justin. 
Thank you to everyone for listening. That's it, innit? Thanks very much for coming on. Thank you. Um, if you've watched the episode, please give it a like, give it a subscribe, go to haveawaitpod.com, get some merch, see some live show details, which won't be there at the minute because uh, live performance is cancelled for the foreseeable. See the start of the episode. Uh, and go to patreon.com slash haveawaitpod. You can sign up. You get an extra episode every week. You get discounts on the merch and you get to be one of our mates because we really like all our patrons thanks and man. the rest yeah a fucking tight twat no, I'm joking <laughs> thanks for watching <laughs> it's like why is my why is your Liverpoolian impression dead, dead aggressive <laughs> Justin cheers mate cheers see ya bye Felicia bye Felicia